deadest, loveliest, your favorite horror podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dope. I think that Dope. was a pretty sick intro. Yeah. That was good. Really lets our listeners know what they're in for on uh-huh. this episode Some of Dead L- and Lovely. Ladies love cool James. What a fucking incredible name. It is. Ladies love cool <laughs> James. You're telling me that is the actual definition of mm-hmm. LL That's Cool it. J. Yeah. That's so rad. Mm-hmm. He could have gone with luscious lips, cool jams, <laughs> or something. I think the cooler but... idea would, would be if it was LLC James. Uh huh. I think like that's he's a better all idea. business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm LLC James. <laughs> that's a much like wider name, I he's think. He's not a businessman. He's a businessman. <laughs> yeah, I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. Welcome, dead and lovely listeners, to brand new installment of Dead and Lovely, your favorite horror movie review podcast here with the hostess, with the mostess. <laughs> it's me, Uncle Ben. Who's that? Who's that strange, handsome character across the table from me? Hollywood! Oh! Hey, it's me, Hollywood Steve Spratling, a.k.a. Dollywood Steve Spratling. <laughs> East Coast! Mm-hmm. I'm going to be going to Dollywood on Monday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, for gonna Memorial Day. Memorial Day Dollywood trip. Boy, it's, that sounds like hell. It's going to be hell on earth. Basically, I think though, all that we're doing is pretty much just going in and redeeming like a season pass voucher mm. thing that we have. Yeah. Maybe riding a roller coaster and then going to see Solo. Oh, okay. Have you seen it yet? No. I've heard that is fucking awesome. Okay. I uh, yeah, I'm gonna go see it, but uh, I haven't I haven't read anything about it. I've just not read to avoid a thing spoilers about it, no. and stuff. So I've just seen a few Facebook posts. I'm mm. like, yeah, it's good. So okay. I'm looking forward to checking it out. How you been this week, man? Man, pretty good. Um, I uh, you know it's been it's been real hot mm-hmm. today, especially it's coming in real hot because it, uh, it was so there. humid. Yeah, yeah, dude. Took a shower, walked outside, felt like I was taking a second shower. Oh, yeah. It was horrendous. Yeah, it's punishing. It's kind of yeah. early in the year for this, too. Usually, yeah. that's like around your Julys and August. Climate change. Uh, what? Oh, sorry. Fake Global news. warming. You're, you're fake news. I'm fake news. I'm a Chinese uh, plant sitting yeah. here to... Are you a bot? Sitting here to sway you to, what, use less energy? <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> what? It's a weird plot we've got going. Yeah. But <laughs> it's a weird plot to make the oil men make less money. Oh, assholes. Oh, no. Because mm-hmm. they would still be okay, even if yeah. they never made another dime in their lives. Yeah, they absolutely would. Oh, well. What have you been up to? Uh, man, not uh, too damn much. Yeah. Um, but I have been watching some camp slashers. Oh, as I yes. said last week. Anticipating our June yeah, well, month, yeah. I, I've I've got a little uh, uh timeline of all the camp slashers oh, that exist God. and I'm watching them from beginning to end. No shit. Yeah. So what's number one? Numero Uno with a bullet Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the one that started at all. Yep. But you got, I mean, wow. there's a, there's a number. I love a camp slasher, as you know. Yeah, I've I've watched a few recently. Uh, the Burning. Yes, one of my Which we will be favorites. talking about again next uh-huh. week. So, dude, we... I'm so excited about yeah. that one. That is, that is like a hidden jewel uh-huh. of 80s horror movies. Yeah. I, I mean, even of just, you know, Camp Slashers or whatever. But just Tom of Savini all makeup. 80 horror movie, mm-hmm. 80s horror movies. That is a hidden gem. It's got George Costanza, Holly Hunter, uh-huh. Fisher Stevens. Yeah. Crazy. Tons of people. Um, also watched one called the Mad, uh, called Madman. Madman. The Burning and Madman were basically being written and in production about the same time, okay. which is, interestingly enough, before Friday the 13th came out. Really? Yep. Uh, oh, shit. 
And then uh, the Burning and Madman were also both based on the Cropsy legend. Right, yeah. So Madman found out that the Burning was going to come out before them. And they changed like some stuff up. A Dante's Peak Inferno yeah. scenario. Kind of, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, also like... Or, yeah, sorry, Friday Dante's Peak Volcano. Yeah, Friday the 13th was also somewhat uh, influenced by that legend and, and other mm-hmm. legends like that. But. It's one of those instances of, uh, what do they call it, morphic resonance? Yeah. You know, kind of a collective shared consciousness. Yeah, it's kind of in the zeitgeist. Everybody's thinking about yeah. it. A few people, right? It's cool. It's pretty cool. And yeah, also I mentioned it last week, but cheerleader camp. Yeah, I still need to watch. It. I don't have time yet. Man, I rewatched it with my wife. Yeah, still good. Still awesome. Still awesome. Died. Still terrible. I, <laughs> I gotta watch it. But my next next one I'm gonna be watching is Sleepaway Camp Two, which I haven't seen in a very long time. So. Oh really? Yeah. Interested? See how it holds up. Yeah, I want to watch that one again for sure. Uh, the original is one of my all-time favorites. Yes, it's one of the best ever. So I am kind of looking forward to watching mm-hmm. that. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah, dude. The burning is the jam, though. I can't wait to to check that one out next week. Yeah. I also watched a little movie called Death Becomes Her. Oh, really? Yeah. It was on the other night uh, on some channel, and uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Isabel Rossellini is attractive. Yeah, it's a gorgeous woman. It's a handsome yeah. lady right there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that movie for 15 years or something. I think it's been a really yeah. long time since I, I saw it that as one. a kid. I remember renting it. Yeah. Probably not even renting it. It was probably my, my aunt or my, my grandmother or someone rented yeah. it. But I remember, I remember liking it as a kid. I just remember seeing like the commercials for it and stuff and being like, that lady has a hole in her. Yeah. How did they do it? It was uh, a suggestion suggested by your wife to do yeah. it as a wild card. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I threw it on the vote there. And they didn't no get votes. a single vote. No votes. That is a shame. Yeah. It's a good one. One day we'll just force it on them. Yeah, I could see calling it horror. I mean, it's got all those yeah, elements. I think so. It's a horror comedy. Yeah, sure. pretty much. I think that was another one of those ones, though, that they talked about on... Remember we were talking about Movie Magic? Uh-huh. I think it's one of those that was on Movie Magic, where they talked about oh. how there was like a, a front-facing camera. Oh, and like, right. I do remember this, too. You remember how that? they did the, the hole in like the center. like a TV screen It doesn't look yeah. great. If you Does see it, it now, if you look at it, it, it looks good. Okay. But you can tell. You Does can it maybe tell. look better than the CGI sharks in Deep Blue Sea? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's so not hard to do. At least there's do. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could just open up MS Paint right now yeah. and beat that. There's a lot of like old school Final Fantasy summons that look cooler than the <laughs> yes, sharks in this. 100%. Way better. <laughs> That's tight, man. So you've been watching anything else? Um. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> After we watched Death Becomes Her. Yeah. My wife and I have been drinking a bit. Okay. After we watched Death Becomes Her, uh, my wife fell asleep and I was just on my phone on um, on the old Reddit. Yeah. And I saw a video of a dog trying to wake up a pig and uh, it was one of my favorite things I've seen in a Oh my time. God. It sounds awesome. Yeah. The pig was snoring and the dog was just like, like growling work? at it and then like hopping on its fr- front two legs on yeah. the pig's belly. It eventually woke up, and it was adorable. Oh. I watched it over and over and over, and I was just like, yeah. Yeah, man. I dude, get it. on Instagram, do you follow Ducks Make Great Pets? No, but it's Ducks that, are adorable. Dude, it's the absolute best Instagram follow okay. ever. It's these people that have, um, have like a golden retriever. It's like an older golden retriever. Okay. And they also have ducks that they like let in their house. Mm-hmm. And they're like Pekin ducks and like um, Indian runner ducks and a couple okay. other ones that are just like the tightest buds with this dog. That's adorable. Yeah. Duck, uh-huh. uh, ducks make great pets. Yeah. Definitely worth a follow. I like when two species like each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. They mm-hmm. do. Um, I'll tell you what I saw this week. 
what it was. I, I saw a motherfucking ghost play a motherfucking oh, satanic rock like show in Asheville. Patrick Swayze? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Ghost Band. Oh, okay. Ghost Band. Yeah. And they were fucking awesome. We saw them at Thomas Wolfe Auditorium in Asheville, mm-hmm. North Kakalaki. Did they play that song that sounds like ABBA? Yeah, they did, actually. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, the second to last song mm-hmm. that they played. Pretty good song. Well, last song before the encore that they played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that new tune, Dance Macabre. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really does just sound like an ABBA song. Yeah. Electric guitar. Just, and I love it because I love ABBA. Yeah. I, me too. Yeah. Uh, so also, awesome. in the chorus of the song, one of my students, Brent, just blew my mind the other day. In the course of that song, he says, uh, just want to be, want to be with you in the moonlight. Uh-huh. And I was, when I listened to it the first time, I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of corny and cute uh-huh. that he's saying, I want to be with you. Uh-huh. It's, I want to be with you. Be with you. I want to be you. with you. Oh, because I really just thought it was like an accent Me thing. too. Yeah, because it's I want to be with you. No, it's be with I want to be with yeah. you. Okay. And I was like, oh shit, they just made this legit again. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I love them so much. And dude, it was so sick because they had, um, I'll put it to you this way, like usually that band, you know, of course there's Papa Emeritus mm-hmm. or one of his other mini incarnations and all the nameless ghouls that mm-hmm. are in the band. And on the records, there's a lot of vocal harmonies and stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot of vocal harmonies. Like 70% of the vocals have harmonies. Okay. And live, they usually just run tracks for that. Okay. And don't get me wrong. It's still cool. It's still super theatrical and neat. But for this tour that they're doing right now, they've got like eight people on stage. Oh. It's like an eight-person band. And one of those people is a guy that plays like kind of auxiliary guitar stuff and also is singing all the backup vocals. He's kind of mm. like on the drum riser in the back, so you don't see him like singing, singing, but he's back there obviously doing the vocals. Uh-huh. And they got like two keyboard players, so they're not doing as many like keyboard tracks and stuff as they used to. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I think it's so fucking cool, not only because, well, it's cool, mm-hmm. but also it just goes to show that they... They give a shit. Yeah. Where so many other bands now are just so content to go out and use tracks for 90% of the show. Mm -hmm. All the keyboard parts, all the vocal harmonies, all the guitar overdubs, all the drum samples, whatever. Fuck it. Just run tracks. That way we only split the money four ways live. Right. But I love the fact that that band is like, you know what? We're technically a five-piece, but we're going to take an eight-piece band out and all... I assume make less money each because we give a shit about putting on a real show where there's not tons of tracks running and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It was a blast to our listeners. Like even if you're like slightly into that band, if you can catch them on this tour that they're on right now, where they're doing like an evening with Ghost, where it's like almost three hour show of just Ghost. An evening with Ghost. Yeah, dude. Everyone politely claps. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. Go fucking see it. Yeah. Like, it was so it was so much fun, and I'll be totally honest. I saw Ghost last year, um, opening for Iron Maiden, okay, in Nashville, and they were they were awesome. It was really great, um, but it's like they didn't play a lot of the old stuff, and because it was an arena show, you know, you're a million miles away from the stage, and the sound is pretty bad mm-hmm. in an arena. And after that show, I was kind of like, maybe I'm done seeing this band live. Because that's like the fourth time I've seen them. Okay. So I was kind of like, well, maybe I've seen them enough. But then this show just completely reinvigorated my love for this hmm. band. Such a good show. If if they are coming anywhere around you, definitely, definitely go see them. I, them I, I had a fucking blast, dude. Cool. In addition to that, I watched Despicable Me 3. Oh, yeah? <laughs> 
<laughs> Love them little minions. It was great. Is Kevin your favorite? Which of the minions do you love? Lo- Which the, do you love most? I think the little one, one-eyed guy. The little one-eyed guy. Is that Kevin? I think I that's don't know. Kevin. I don't. Keep Is he up. the one that says banana? I think. Okay. I don't know really. I don't think I've ever seen any one of them. Is it racist if I say all minions look the same to me? It is racist, okay. but only against minions, and they're fictional. So okay. fuck it. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to be racist against fictional races. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was good. I think that of the three, it's probably my least favorite one. Oh, okay. But don't get me wrong. Like, that's still kind of like talking about my least favorite Meshuggah album, where it's like, it's, it? it's still better than everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So definitely a fun watch. Just streaming on the, I think, Netflix right now. I know my wife has seen a few of them. I think I think I saw part of one one yep. time. It was fine. Let's crack open a cold beer here, Let's Steve. Crack open an ice cold beer. I want to have this Kona Brewing Company Hanalei Island IPA. Have All you ever right. had this? I have. Yeah. Ale brewed with passion fruit, orange, and guava with natural flavor. It's a good it. one. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lovely beer. So I'm looking forward to cracking this open. Speaking of beer, I'm gonna tell you something, Steve. Tell me something, Steve. So, my buddies. Uh, in the good old band Whitechapel, uh-huh. my, my constant co-conspirators and mm-hmm. stuff, buddies, longtime friends. Yeah, love those guys. Um, I remember seeing a, a Whitechapel years ago. Yeah, um, probably with a human fuse. Probably with a human fuse. Yeah. It was, I believe. Yeah, like two thousand eight, maybe two thousand seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So those guys, um, maybe a year or so ago, they went on. No, it's two years ago. They went on their first big Asian tour. And while in Asia, they went to Vietnam. Viet fucking Nam. They went down and Nam got in the shit. Oh, they got into the shit. They got in the shit. Oh, and no. while they were down there, they went to Pasteur Street Brewing Company, which okay. is a American-style brewery mm-hmm. started by a guy that's from Knoxville. Really? Yeah. All right. And they came back and they told me it was just some of the best fucking beer they've ever had in the whole world. Hmm. And so then... Um, flash to maybe eight months or so, maybe a year ago, that guy decides, hey, I need to open a brewery in my home turf back in Knoxville. Okay. So he came back and he opened Elkmont Brewing Company, Mm -hmm. which is a brewery in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And um, it opened up several months ago, I think last winter, and has been enjoying great success. It's a beautiful place. All right. Knoxville, definitely check it out. And... The other day, they announced that they are, and they just did it today, actually, at the date of recording this, having the dudes from Whitechapel in to, like, brew a signature beer. Say who? I know, which is super fucking sick. That's awesome. Yeah, so they're brewing, like, a, um, it's a New England-style IPA, which Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite types. Okay. Uh, and it's apparently very citrusy. All right. And also has like apparently a little bit of jalapeno pepper in there. Oh, good yeah. for summer. A little zang in mm-hmm. there. So I think that's super fucking cool. Because that is I'll awesome. T- I'll tell you this, man. And obviously, I, I guess I'm kind of biased because I love the dudes from Chapel so much. Uh-huh. And I've been very uh, honored and proud to have toured with them and played on their albums and, and mm-hmm. just call them buddies. I love those guys. But I'll tell you this. That is the biggest fucking band to ever come out of Knoxville. Yeah. Ever. Okay. I mean, people might say, "Yeah, super drag." Though uh, super I was, drag so I was, was like thinking, but yeah, I, I know 
more Whitechapel than I know Super Drag. Yeah, I think sure. I think that Chap has had a way longer run than Super Drag mm. did, and Whitechapel's more in my interest than Super Drag. Honestly, that too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, man. Like, I don't think that the city of Knoxville reps those guys near as hard as they should. Like, yeah, I never see like fucking Knoxville News Sentinel running stuff about them. Like, for example, like every Christmas the dudes from chapel play a hometown show that is a toy drive show for oh that's Christmas. awesome yeah we're like instead of buying a ticket you come in and donate a present all right that's fucking sick yeah and that's like good people good cause stuff yeah and i never see again you know knoxville new sentinel any of these visit knoxville sites or anything like that promoting it hyping it or anything like that and i guess it's because it's fucking metal or whatever yeah it's weird because knoxville has a good metal scene you yeah you think that there would be some embracing of it. I know. And just the fact that it's like, dude, those guys are hometown heroes. Yeah. I mean, they have been all over the fucking world, been on the billboard charts, like yeah. everything. Um, so it pleases me to see Elkmont Brewing Company. That's awesome. Now, really where, where is Elkmont? It's kind of in the um, downtown Central Avenue area. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of right around that area where we've got a bunch of other great brewing companies oh, yeah. too crafty bastard is down a lot of great there, stuff down there all kinds of other places too so it's in that general downtown central area go check that out oh yeah definitely so um and they've been expanding their their beer list and stuff here lately too so i would like to go and check it out i definitely got to try that white chapel yeah sounds beer. great i i like uh i like fruity ipa i love and the idea of a spice to it Ooh. sounds interesting yeah it does doesn't it yeah so definitely for that and again cheers to elkmont for representing hometown heroes and my good friends in the band Blanc Chapelle. <laughs> Blanc Chapelle. Blanc Chapelle. <laughs> so the main topic of our episode today, Steve. Is sharks. Is some motherfucking sharks. We're going to talk about sharks. Deep Blue Sea from 1999. Is 1999. Right? Whoo. Oh boy. Do you think that Prince had this in mind when he intended to party Tonight as if it was 1999? I mean, do you think that's what he was thinking about? Yeah. That's all okay. I thought he was all thinking. Right. Right. I didn't think there was any other option. <laughs> Shark movie. Shark movie. Uh, this is a horrible movie, Steve. It's bad. It's, it's terrible. terrible. Every shark movie except for Jaws is bad. Said I, I am trying defended. to think if I can argue with you about that. The Shallows is fucking horrendous. I watched it recently. Is it Blake not good? Lively, it's the worst. It's the worst. I heard some people saying it was not the worst. They were saying wrong things. It's the worst. They were saying wrong things. Oh, uh, fake now, news. Here's the thing, though. I grew up loving sharks and reading about sharks all the time. So, okay. So, here's the thing. I think if you were a boy that was born in the 80s, yeah. you're either into sharks or dinosaurs. Or dinosaurs. I myself. Uh-huh. As avid listeners might know, yeah, I'm a dinosaurs. You're a dinosaurs man. No, I like Reco- dinosaurs. Recovering. I'm recovering. Yeah. No, I liked dinosaurs. I'm a former dinophiliac. <laughs> like that kid. <laughs> yeah, in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I liked dinosaurs, but man, sharks were cool. Sharks scared me. Was the thing. Dinosaurs right. didn't scare me because they seemed so theoretical. They're not around. They're not around. Yeah. But uh, I remember my brother telling me after I saw Jaws, I think it was like four or five. Yeah. We were swimming in the lake and uh, it was, you know, one of those roped off areas for swimmers. Yeah. Um, and my brother said, oh, you see that that out there, those floaters? That's what keeps the sharks out. Dude, 
Do you ever wonder what it was like to be an older brother and just be a fucking asshole to some little kid all the time? That was the job of older brothers at the time. I don't get it. Like, yeah. my older brother told me shit like that all the fucking well, time. Well, here's the thing, though. I don't think he was being an asshole. I think, in fact, it. he believed it, too. Yeah. And he was trying to make me feel safe. Wow. So, Because my brother wasn't really like that. My brother was four years older than me. And he my always just, th- like, treated us older, like, yeah. oh, I got to protect... You know, my, my, cause my sister's, uh, two years younger than me. So six years younger than him. He always just treated yeah. us like he had to protect us. I think my brother was just being an, I mean, I've told you about the fucking snuffleupagus. Yes. Over the bed thing. <laughs> I think my brother was just being an asshole. I, I grew up just loving reading about dinosaurs all the time. Sharks? Our, di- sharks <laughs> Dino are, sharks. Dino sharks. <laughs> D- I do love the Megalodon. Of oh course. yeah, absolutely so. Awesome. One of my favorite Mastodon songs, but, Megalodon. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Um, but here's the thing. It also ruined shark movies for me because yeah. other than Jaws, there's no shark movie I've ever seen where the sharks really act the way sharks would act. Yeah, right, right, right. Open water is kind of the way sharks would act except that the sharks are too persistent open water basically two people go diving in mexico yeah um they're under the water and the the tour leaves without Uh, that's one of the ultimate out in open water is it just yeah being stranded in open that one i would say the one almost exception to the rule that no shark movie but jaws is good but it's still not good it's just better than all the other bullshit that's out there right yeah and sharknado is supposed to be bad yeah that doesn't really you can't so really put that count. on the map yeah no yeah so like since jaws i've never seen a good shark movie but you know we have one coming out soon the meg, meg. maybe yeah. it'll be good possibly who knows I, mean, I saw the previews and it seems like it's not taking itself super yeah, seriously which is good but it's still taking itself more seriously than sharknado yeah i don't know i'm, I'm interested to check it out like um I might have mentioned this before. I have like a weird, irrational fear of gigantic living creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Whales scare the oh fuck out of me. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't know don't, why. Elephants don't scare me. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. But like whenever I saw like the previews of that movie, the, the Meg, and uh-huh. it shows, you know, it's like an overhead view of like a little boat being swallowed up by a shark. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> fuck all Even of that. Even like the, the like lame parts in like Jurassic World with the big like, oh, yeah. gigantic water uh-huh. dinosaur. Yeah, even those kind of kind of creep me out a little bit. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't well, know Because water is. is scary, man. Yeah, you know it's what's weird. You're not supposed to be there. What yeah. the hell are you doing in water? It ain't your house. It ain't your house. Get out. Get out. You ain't go. You you ain't not supposed to be in there, Cuba diving. No, no, no. Do not. And I'll tell you what. I don't like the ocean. Not a yeah. big fan. Things touch you in the ocean. I immediately assume it's a shark. Yeah. Um. I understand that. If I I always if we go to the beach, I get in. Uh, and every time it's just like not worth it to me. Like mm. there's not much going on in the ocean yeah. that uh, is one fun for an old man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and two, uh, makes me less anxious about sharks. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, as a kid, I loved playing in the water, but now as an adult, it's like, what the fuck? I mean, there's a pool at the hotel. Like, yeah. I can see the bottom of it. Yeah. There's no weird plants touching my Nothing. toes. Oh, my God. The Pacific Ocean is the worst, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's cold. It's cold. It's very cold, but there's so much life. And it's like, just like uh, little crabs uh, just running around in the the 
the shore. They work in pairs. They do. (laughs) (laughs) And then tons of like seaweed and shit coming up to shore. And then you get out there and you start feeling shit going past you. It's probably seaweed. You hope it's seaweed. Yeah. Probably not. Not a fan. Probably not seaweed. Yeah. I know what you mean, man. And you know, all this, all this talk about sharks, Steve, it's really got me wondering. Yeah. If we were sharks, what kind of sharks would we be? Man, I would love to know. Who do you think we can ask to find out? The one place you should always go for answers. BuzzFeed. <laughs> Maybe we take a little BuzzFeed quiz right here. What type of shark are you? And this is coming to us from Sam Stryker. Sam Stryker. You think he's William name. Stryker's son? Who I think wasn't I had that. Uh, I think I had that GI Joe figure when I was a kid. Sam Stryker. <laughs> Now, we're going to find out what kind of shark we are here on this BuzzFeed quiz. and uh, <laughs> Boy, Steve, this first question. Yeah. Already a problem. <laughs> kind of is. Steve, where do you like to swim? South Africa? Uh-huh. Australia? Right. Mate? <laughs> Cali, baby? Yeah. India? Mm-hmm. Florida? Right. Or the Caribbean? Well, I know that most... Uh, shark attacks that do occur uh, occur in South Africa and Australia. Really? Yeah. That's the place. That's the place to be. So not those places. Not those places. Uh, I'm not surprised said, by Australia. Everything wants to kill you. Yeah, everything wants to kill yeah. you in Australia. Cali, uh, as I just said, Pacific Ocean is kind of gross. Yeah. India, not great uh, as far as um, the hygiene around there. The Ganges yeah. is Woo. right there. And boy, Woo. that's just shit. That's just the turlet of yeah. India. Yeah, and I don't want to go to Florida. So the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was going to say the Caribbean. I've done many a a cruise gig down there. Yeah, it's real pretty down there. Yeah, it's beautiful. And most importantly about it, you can see through the water. It's clear. It's clear. You can see what's up. Yeah. You can see the shark that's going to eat you long before you get to shore. I want to get to know the guy. That's the thing. I don't want some stranger being like, oh, what is this body my leg? I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I saw you. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey. Um, I will go with Florida, though. I've been yeah. to some nice beaches in Florida, yeah. Sarasota, and some of those other areas. Miami is nice. Uh, I don't like I don't like Miami very much. Yeah, that's where we always it's a real go. fake city, dude. Listen, man. Like I, I was actually talking to a Skype student about this the other day, but it's like Miami is usually where we go to port for these mm-hmm. cruise gigs and stuff mm-hmm. that I play with, like uh, you know, shiprocked and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, the last time we were down in Miami, like we had an Uber driver like pick us up. Uh huh. And he had some kind of like indistinguishable, like possibly Caribbean accent. Uh-huh. No idea where he was from. And he was asking us about right like, near what, the what, beach. <laughs> right near the beach. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to Sam's. <laughs> but he was like, you know, asking us questions about like what we're doing on there and what kind of music we play and stuff like this. And we're like, oh, you know, we're we're kind of like a like a rock yeah. band and stuff. And he's like, oh, you guys play rock. I smoke rock. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, and we said, "Oh great! <laughs> oh good!" Yeah, Miami's kind of shot. But food, I mean, some pantanas fritas. Oh, I've had some great uh, Korea barbecues down there too. Man. Oh really? Oh god, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go with a Florida for my go choice. Go for it. I've man. had some good times in a Florida. All right, Ben. How about you then pick another badass animal? Oh, who do I gotta choose from? You gotta choose from a cheetah. Cheetah. I don't know where they get a cheetah is badass. They're fast. They're fucking fast, dude. They are. Kill your ass. Mm-hmm. They would kill my ass. Uh, <laughs> a cobra. Okay, cobra's pretty badass. A rhino. All right. Uh, an elephant. Aw. A lion. Okay. Or a tiger. Like big they really, cats. 
Boy, they really, uh, they missed out here. Because first off, a rhino is scary. Hippo's scarier. Where's Honey Badger? Where's the fucking Honey Badger? Yeah, and the hippo. Yeah, the yeah. most dangerous fucking creature of yeah. all. But Tiger, I get. Tiger's a fucking frightening. Yeah. What would you pick? I'm going to go with the Cobra. Because yeah. the other day, Kay was home for a lunch break. And she, uh, the dogs wanted to go out. So she put the dogs out. And I heard one of the dogs bark. And then I heard Kate go, hey... Hey. Uh huh. So I went out here. We had ourselves a giant fucking, uh, I think it was a rat snake okay. over, over here in the carport. Uh huh. I would say at least a solid five and a half or six feet long. Oh, man. And it was like not having our shit. Was it going to squeeze you tighter than your true love? <laughs> anaconda? God, I want to do Anaconda. Well, we have to do Anaconda this summer. I mean, it's a perfect time. Yeah, it has to happen. This thing was not having our shit, dude. Like, we were trying to just kind of shoo it away with a broom. I mean, you don't want to hurt them or nothing. I mean, they... Like, the thing about, like, rat snakes and king snakes and stuff uh-huh. is... Kate was telling me, apparently, like, they, like, eat other, like, poisonous snakes. Yeah, there's some badasses. Of course, control vermin and stuff. There aren't a lot of poisonous snakes around here anyway. No, huh? Copperheads. Basically. Right. Yeah. But, uh... We just tried to shoo him away, and man, that thing was just standing its fucking ground. So, and I, I got kind <laughs> of freaked out. I'm gonna eat your dog, bitch. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I was kind of in that scenario where I'm like, I really just genuinely don't know what to do right here. So, I'm gonna go with Cobra for a pretty okay. badass animal. I imagine it would be probably even more hard ass than that little snake we had here the other day. Um, well, for me, tigers are the most frightening of all animals because yeah. uh, tigers have been observed a single tiger because tigers they hunt solo. Okay, not like, not like raptors. Or not like raptors, either. <laughs> they hunt solo. A tiger has been seen taking down an adult rhinoceros. Holy shit. Yes. What the fuck? And they can swim well. Yeah, that they can. What? Have no. you ever received a knee or an uppercut from one of those? Tiger uppercut. Tiger knee. knee. I like the little paws. Tiger knee. knee. <laughs> what? <laughs> tiger uppercut. Anyway, we're talking about uh, Street Fighter 2 today. Yeah. <laughs> Deep blue sea. So I'm picking tiger. All right, all right. Now, Steve, describe yourself in one word. Now, you have to choose from these six choices. Uh Uh-huh. Friendly. Uh Uh-huh. Badass. Oh. Quirky. Ambitious. Fierce. Tough. Who are you? Oh, those are good. I am friendly. I think you're friendly. That's what comes to mind I am very friendly. Pretty quirky, too. I'm a quirky fellow, I think. Um... Man, that's a tough one. I wouldn't call myself ambitious for sure. Okay. Or fierce, or a badass. Okay. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with quirky. Just yeah. to see if I get Zoe Deschanel. I think. <laughs> what kind of shark are you? Gosh, she's so Zoe pretty. Deschanel. She's so pretty. I saw her on uh, um, James Corden the other day with John, yeah. John Mulaney, and man, she's a woman. cutie patootie. She is. I just really hate her personality. You have told me this before. God, yeah. I wish I'd never <laughs> seen her interviewed. Ever. Really? Okay. She was like America's sweetheart. And then it was yeah. just like, no, you're vapid. <laughs> the touch, the feel of cotton. She got that bubble voice. I've said this before. I saw the Neville Brothers live in concert. It's crazy. <laughs> I think of, of myself in one of these words. I'm going to go with an ambitious. I'm gonna I go think that's ambitious. probably true for you. Yeah. I'm just a common farm boy. Mm-hmm. I grew up on the mean streets of Harmony Circle. Yeah. Talbot, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Literally Talbot. Harmony Circle. Talbot, Tennessee. Maybe Google Map users can find my childhood home. Go look at Harmony Circle, uh-huh. Talbot, Tennessee. 
the 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 house at the end of the cul-de-sac on the right. That's you. That's where I grew up, right um, there. And meanwhile, I have I've set about trying to make a name for myself <laughs> playing guitar for the internet. For the internet. Yeah. For and the ba- lol. And basically, I never want to work or have a real job. So you kind of have yeah, to be ambitious. If you want to like make money yeah. having fun, you got to keep like hustling. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like really like you do have to hustle and, and be really ambitious and gotta work hustle hard and flow. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously. Hard yeah, out you here can't for a together. <laughs> <laughs> so I would. Uh, I'm gonna go with an ambitious. Yeah, that's a good one. Now, this is interesting because uh, Brandon Wood, uh, yeah. listener, yeah. and uh, he was my friend in high school. Yeah, I guess you probably didn't know him since you high school was home. I knew him in them Walmart days. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, he suggested that uh, with your ability to play guitar, yes. his uh, moderate ability to play drums, and my uh, horrendous voice, that we could start a band <laughs> called Black Metal Band. Yeah, we yeah. could start a uh, a punk band called Kansas Talbot. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Now here's my only issue, and this is man, this is getting real local. None of our <laughs> listeners, real local. None of our listeners are gonna only care about this. Only people that caught the Lone Star yeah. Chevrolet jokes. Will if you, <laughs> Lone Star if you live on one end of Talbot, it's Talbot Kansas Road, and on the other end of Talbot, it's Kansas Talbot. Yeah, Road. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I lived in the Talbot Kansas. I region. also came from the Talbot Kansas. All right, region. so I'm saying it's got to be Talbot Kansas. I'm with Kansas, you, dude. Talbot. I'm with you, 100. <laughs> percent so, pick another sea creature to eat. All right, if I'm a shark, who am I eating? Is that the question? Uh-huh. Uh, seal. Kiss from a rose. <laughs> Just listen to that song on the way down here. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> the chord changes in that song are dope, dude. Yeah, it's They're great. Awesome. Uh, plankton. Hard pass. That is not a shark. Um, Stingray. Ooh, too soon, Steve Irwin. I know. I would maybe eat it just to fucking exact wrath. Uh huh. He yeah. got his uh, he got his star on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame recently. No shit. Yeah. Good man. That's that's an all time hero. Yeah, he's awesome. What a wonderful fucking yeah. human being right there. And also his daughter. She's like, great too. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing some stuff now. Yeah, she seems real. The sick. whole family's into the conservation and like, good on that. Yeah. Uh, tuna. Mm. Easy. Sea turtle. Ooh. No, I'm not going to eat no turtle. No. Dolphin? Hey, okay. So, I uh, <laughs> think it's pretty simple. I'm going to eat a tuna. Eat you a tuna? I'm I'm eating a, a tuna stingray, many times. And I'm going to say this one's for Steve. I would, I would, you know what, though? Honestly, though, I'm sure that dolphin's delicious. I bet. I bet uh, that's great. I, I bet sea turtle's delicious. They're just endangered. I've had turtle before. It's good. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like a turtle soup or something? No, fried turtle. Where'd you have that? Uh, here, people people uh, catch turtles here because you know you find some really big creek turtles. So you've had it like here in yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, really. Yeah, it was pretty good. I've had like you know, of course frog and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, frog legs. Frog legs are all it's right. It's not bad. It's That's not bad thing. at all. Like I remember the first time I had fried frog, I was like, this yeah. is actually not bad at yeah. all. Yeah, it's not a. Ba- uh, see, the thing is, like, I wouldn't eat a, a sea turtle. They're endangered. Yeah, but there are a ton of turtles, <laughs> and they provide a pretty good meat. It's weird that we don't eat them more often. So. You're saying okay. Whenever you had a fried, it was just turtle fried turtle yeah. from around here. Mm-hmm. How do they do that? Do they pull uh, it out of the shell? They, yeah, they you basically have to butcher it by peeling it out of the shell, and then like you know, their meat is the same as anywhere else. Their yeah. arms, legs, chest, yeah, back, etc. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Now I know a lot of local pickers. Oh yeah. Covet themselves a tortoise shell plectrum, a little guitar pick made oh, out yeah? of tortoise shell. It's unbelievable. Huh. Like, 
as as somebody who of course loves animals and stuff, yeah. I I hate to admit it, but it's like if you're playing an acoustic instrument, turtle not, shell. A, a, a turtle shell sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. It really, really, really does. Yeah. So I can't lie. Everything has a purpose, Steve. That's true. God made everything for a reason. God is good. God is good. <laughs> Strong ending. <laughs> All right, Steve, what's your favorite part of being a shark? Okay. Is it that you're the boss of the ocean? Ooh, got a mistake The whole there. boss. You're not. You're not. I think BP is the boss of the ocean. Or maybe ExxonMobil. BP, ExxonMobil, they're the bosses of the ocean. Being in the water. Oh, okay. Swimming fast. That does sound fun. Hunting for food. Okay. Swimming wherever. Mm. Or eating, eating, eating. That's also great. Yeah. Um, Man, I bet swimming fast is really cool. They mentioned in this movie that sharks move at uh, 50, like 50 feet, feet a, feet a second. second. That I seems I irrational. That, I bet that's fun. So I'm going to go swim fast. I want to go fast. Uh-huh. I want to eat, eat, eat. Yeah. Oh, obviously. I love food. And you food. get to, and nobody cares. If you're fat, yeah. it's like, oh, that's an even scarier shark. Yeah. Wow, that shark is fat as fuck. <laughs> Sick. I'm with you. Plus, I love to eat a seafood. Yeah, seafood's the best. And that's all that sharks eat. Yeah. Other than people. Now, whoever, the person who wrote this, uh, uh, what was it, Siler Striker? Is that? Something. <laughs> Something like Striker. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they must have been mistaken. They did not realize that, in fact, uh, orcas will eat the shit out of a shark right yeah. yeah you're not the boss of the ocean also bigger sharks eat smaller sharks also you that. just have to be the biggest shark to be the boss of the ocean yeah yeah that's how it works right you're the star of the next jaws oh sequel, shit titled okay jaws the jawsiest the jawsiest jaws giant jaws Ooh. jaws hammer time <laughs> jaws speed demon speed demon more song titles <laughs> Jaws, anything goes. Oh. Jaws bites back. Damn. What do you say? Of these choices right here, I'm going to go with the Jaws Speed Demon, R.I.P. Michael Jackson. Oh, man. (laughs) R.I.P. Remember that song? Yeah. Speed Demon. Uh Remember this song, Ben? Yeah, I do remember that. (laughs) I've had this. Uh, Did you ever like anybody ever sing that to you? Yeah, like, jo- oh, your my man Jr. Oh, okay, old Josh Rogers. Old Josh Rogers. I've had this guy speaking to MJ, uh, a, a fan of my YouTube channel, who uh-huh. on YouTube and on Instagram, basically every post that I make will request that I figure out this really crazy spaz out run in black or white by Michael Jackson. For, okay, for like months now. Yeah, he's wearing me down, and I'm gonna do it. Awesome. I think it's totally programmed. There's like this little spaz out part before the bridge. Okay. That plays this like insanely fast spaz out of notes. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. But man, this guy, his tenacity has worn me down. I'm totally going to do it. Do it. <laughs> what about you? What are you going to call um, it? I'm guessing if uh, we're going to have another Jaws sequel, I would want it to be Giant Jaws. Giant jaws. Yeah, at the very least, make it an even bigger shark. Maybe it's bigger. We're going to need an even bigger boat, you say. <laughs> we're going to need something boatier. Oh, man. If there were one line I could uh, choose for no one to ever make reference to in a movie again, yeah. it would be, "There's gonna, we're going to need a bigger boat. 
<laughs> Except in Key and Peel, there was a good reference to it that was perfect. But right on. Usually, it's just like, come on. <laughs> All right, now, Steve, pick yourself a shark-themed treat. And that's the weird thing is that there are uh-huh. quite a lot of shark there are. treats out there. I love those shark gummies that are listed here. All right, so we've got a popsicle great white ice pops. Yeah. Which a, which is a new it's a mystery, mystery flavor. flavor. Yeah. That's just a cheap way to say we don't know what this tastes like. <laughs> we just didn't add uh, any food coloring to all the leftover flavoring yeah. we had. <laughs> to indicate to you what it's supposed to be. We got a shark bites fruit snack. Yeah. Via a Betty Crocker. Mm-hmm. A Shark Week ice cream? Oh. From a Cold Stone Creamery? A Stone Cold Creamery? I like Stone Cold Creamery. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we got a cupcake, also from a Cold Stone Creamery. It looks like it's I a... No, they did cupcakes. Yeah, it's kind of a blue icing on a cupcake with a, a gummy shark on top. Yeah. Here. We've also just got gummies. Looks like a gummy shark. Yeah. Kind of like a Swedish, uh, Swedish fish. Yeah, those shark gummies are good stuff. You like a Swedish fish? I like Swedish fish, I'm yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. I like anything gummy. Yeah, I, I was going to yeah. say, anything gummy, I'm with it. Especially if it's sour. Yeah. I like sour candies. Totally. And sour gummies are the tops. Oh, totally agree. Or a cereal. Looks like there's a maybe a great Cocoa value. Sharks. Cocoa shark. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with those gummies. Yeah, you're gummies, man. Mm-hmm. It's a strong call. I think of those choices, you know, I'm just trying to think what would be the best right now. I'm going to go with a cereal. Yeah, that cereal looks good. Yeah. I like cocoa. I'm going to cereal right now. I recently, listen. Did you get back into cereal? Kind of, sort of. Okay. Which I'm not really much into. Uh-huh. It's just a bunch of empty carbs and sugar and it stuff. It is. It's a lot of sugar. Tons of sugar. Oh, my God. Every day when we the were cocoa kids. Cocoa Pebbles are so good. You're a Cocoa Pebbles, man? I like Cocoa Pebbles and Cocoa Puffs. Yeah? Yeah. Like... I generally like a flake type cereal. Uh, okay, but yeah, my, that's the adult cereal. Like, dude, a little like more all flaky. growing up, my my number one jam was like a um, oh shit, like a, a honey bunches of oats. Uh huh. Yeah, that was always my jam. Kind of a grown yeah. up taste. I like raisin bran. I used to eat that a lot raisin as a kid. Good. Raisin bran is a good cereal. <laughs> but the number one jam of jams. Uh-huh. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is awesome. way up there. So we were at the grocery recently. And I was really starving, and I did happen to see they made an apple Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Was it delicious? So I got it. Uh-huh. Tried it. Uh-huh. You know, it's neat as a novelty. Yeah. But... Not as good as the original. There is no gilding the lily. Man. OG's the best. OG's the best. Mm-hmm. The Olive Garden. When All you're the there, garden. your family. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got next? Pick a summer jam. All right. California girls. Da, 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 da. Never heard it. Katy Perry. Okay. Nope. Uh, <laughs> oh, those summer nights. <laughs> oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Oh. Now that I know from a uh-huh. Greece. That's, that's Greece. Uh, summertime Sadness. I don't know that song. But I don't really listen to Lana Del Rey. Listen. Though she seems like she'd be right up my alley. I've told you about what I think about Lana Del Rey and how they're recording what music. What? So, <laughs> I hate Lana Del Rey's okay. music uh-huh. because I think she always just sounds so damn tired when they record she does. her music. Yeah. So what I think that they do is whenever they're in the studio making her albums, uh-huh. they work like extremely, just unbearably long hours. Yeah. And they wait until she like falls asleep on like a couch yeah. in the studio, and then they just wake her up. Well, what they do is they <laughs> they put a mic in front of her, and then they kind of like. 
they jiggle her by the arm and they're like, Lana, Lana, we're recording. Exactly. And that's how they make Lana Ray albums. Like that's I'm sure how they do I it. I can't get into the insider information I know, but I know somebody who went to college with her and may may have known her pretty well. Yeah? And that's how they did it. That is how they do it. Yeah. I that's what she it. told me. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. So not uh, that one for me. Uh, Calvin Harris Summer, which I assume is like Summer. Never heard it. I'm talking about good vibrations. That's a good one. You know the Beach Boys make me irrationally depressed. Yeah, you dislike them a lot. Yeah. Because of their d- very depressing lyrics and their oh very depressing sounding God, music. Man. And just the very depressing story of fucking... Yes. Oh. All that stuff. My God, Write man. some more songs for those boys. Oh, man. Yeah. Let that one guy die of drowning. Oh, Jesus. My God, Brian man. Jones, R.I.P. Um, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus, which I sound, assume sounds like party... Sounds like Andrew W.K., but pop... Pretty much, which is my choice. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that song is that song is very okay by me. Um, yeah, definitely on board with party in the uh, USA. I'm gonna go with California Girls because I think Katy Perry is super pretty. And she kind of is very talented, great voice. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. And she's screen. funny on SNL. Way. She's mm-hmm. done some pretty good skits. Definitely. What kind of shark are you, Steve? Man, I'm a tiger shark, which I kind of knew when I You're picked a, a tiger. Uh-huh. Sick, dude. <laughs> Tell me about yourself. You're a competitive and a go-getter who isn't afraid to tackle difficult tasks on your own. I've noticed that about That's you. That's true. I see a difficult task. I'm like, everybody, leave the room. The this is mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pack a big bite and aren't afraid to get your fins dirty Okay. because you're so hungry. You've even been known to eat human garbage. Okay. 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 I don't know about that. Now go out there and get hunting. You know... Until it got to the human garbage part, I was like, this isn't me. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Maybe that is me. Man, I eat human garbage. Old garbage eating Steve. <laughs> what about you, Ben? Who are you? I got a Mako shark. A Mako? A Mako. A Mako. Sure. You may not be the biggest shark in the sea, but uh-huh. what you lack in size, you make up for an agility. You're the speediest shark in the sea, and other fish know better than to try and swim away from you. If life was a contest... You'd be winning it. I'm the Charlie Sheen of the sea, I guess. <laughs> Which is weird because I've got tiger blood. Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, well, look at that. Now we know what kind of sharks we are. That is true. Now, as far as I remember about the Mako, Makos are responsible for a lot of shark attacks because they're very uh, aggressive, um, but their attacks are rarely fatal. Well, my hat is like a shark's fin. That is true. Deepest, bluest. Yeah. My hat like a shark's fan not my head not your head not your heart as some people believe i thought it was head some believe heart some believe head it is hat my hat is like a shark's fin ladies love cool james not just pretty words not just pretty words (laughs) (laughs) let's get into talking about this big pile of shit hell yeah finally it's a horrible movie steve like this is this is actually one of my least favorite movies that we've done in the show Mm -hmm. yeah because there's nothing good to say about it yeah and it's like it's not it's not that i hate it because it was made by a shitty pedophile like victor salvin jeepers creepers Mm -hmm. or because it was just lackluster and corny in a lot of Uh ways like i just didn't care about anything that was. yeah there's nothing to care about hey like 
Uh, it seems like the actors at times are just bewildered as to what's going on. Yeah, what movie and like, am I in? I don't yeah. know. And like, there's so many, like LL Cool J is in a different movie for yeah, most of the, the movie. the entire fucking like, movie. He's, he's, he's in his own flick. He's in his own movie. And his character sucks. He's so stupid. Preacher. No, hang on though. He's a cook. Uh-huh. But he's also a preacher. Uh-huh. But. He also has a bird. But uh-huh. he's also an alcoholic. He's got everything going on. It's like they seriously had like four other characters written. Yeah. And they're like, uh, fuck it. Just make them all the same person. They originally like, hired. We have a deacon on the boat. We have a zoologist <laughs> on the boat. Yeah. We have a cook on the boat. Let's, uh, we have a drunk on the boat. Fuck it. All the same person. And he's starring in his own movie <laughs> with his four personalities. They originally went. For Samuel L. Jackson to do that part, to play the role, of the yeah. Cook and then Samuel L. Jackson got nominated for an Academy Award, and he was like, "I'm not gonna be too some good for that." Do because like the the character wasn't originally in the movie much, okay. And then uh, audiences responded well to him, so they put in some more. Well, the ladies love Cool James because the ladies love Cool James. Yeah. Plus LLC. LLC James. James, he's all business. Yeah, he was making a lot of money on yeah. it. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's so many characters in this that, like, uh, you mentioned this uh, when we were talking earlier. Yeah. That uh, who's the protagonist of this? There's so many That's characters vying for protagonist. Yeah, it's like they're trying to duke it out on screen to see who's yeah. the fucking main character. Mm-hmm. Because for ninety percent of the movie, I thought that old cheekbones, big lips, Thomas Jane. No, oh. Saffron Burroughs. Oh, Saffron Burroughs. <laughs> <laughs> they but are yes. both uh, both cheap yeah, bones big lips. Big lips. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I really thought that she was supposed to be yeah the main character for most of the movie, mm-hmm. but then also too, like you said, Thomas Jane mm-hmm. also seems to be vying for the role. Mm-hmm. He's got a little dark past. But then we have like the whole oh I'm Sam Jackson I'm the I'm the whole guy like funding this uh-huh. entire thing and I'm going out to to check it out like now we're not gonna fight anymore. <laughs> like he's, that's like he's like the leader right? Yeah. He takes charge. I should think. Yeah, but then that changes pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, because he gets eaten by a damn shark, which is pretty dope. It is pretty. It was a cool move to do that, but the shark jumps like two thirds of its body into the dry dock, and then just somehow Retracts wriggles back. back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Well, and then too, the thing is, is like the whole. Okay. The whole psych out of you probably think Sam Jackson's main character because he's yeah. the biggest star in the movie. And because we're oh, uh, an hour and ten minutes into it. Exactly. <laughs> like they're they're trying to Janet Lee him. Yeah. Or to uh fucking Drew Barrymore him mm-hmm. and scream. But it's way too fucking yeah, late. Yeah, they go the movie. far too way, into the movie for it to suddenly be way like too late. Oh, you built up that guy's the protagonist and now he's just dead and now we just have boring face and other boring face and then LL Cool J. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> but enough about Game of Thrones. Say what? what? <laughs> huh? Is he in Game of Thrones now? <laughs> no. Oh shit. Was he one of the dragons? <laughs> but you know, that that is kind of the interesting thing about Game of Thrones is that they did Thomas Jane, uh, yeah, sorry, Sean they, did, Bean. they did Janet Lee, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. But I mean, it's 
if you were reading the book, it would be like you yeah. had dedicated a ton of time to it. But yeah. with the show, it's just like a few episodes. I mean, and it's still fucking awesome. It's awesome. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, get rid of him now. It's chaos, and that's exactly what happens in Game of Thrones. His death causes all the chaos. I can't I can't wait till next year. Yeah, I'm excited. It's amazing. Wait, Such a great show. But with this movie, like they kind of try to do that to you with Sam Jackson. It's just way too fucking late in the movie for you to fucking care and be like yeah. oh shocker he's not the main character uh-huh stupid yeah. it's real dumb um now we should talk about rennie harlan who we mistakenly identified at one point a few episodes ago as the director of speed which is not true that was yon de bont okay another uh foreign Some other person European. yeah another foreign person they're all the same accent <laughs> Um, Rennie Harlan, uh, director of Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Which, which I means, love. Yeah, me too. It's not a great movie, but well, I do yeah, love it. Which I love because it's not great. And it definitely means we will return to Rennie Harlan in the future. Oh, Because we're doing so. that movie. We must. Um, he's also known for directing some pretty big movies. Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger. Yeah. Cutthroat Island. Uh, which I do One of the biggest office, box office bombs of the time. Apparently, people yeah. aren't ready for a shark flick. I mean, fucking uh, shark flick. Pirate, pirate flick. Pirate flick, yeah. It's weird. You know, uh, this is something interesting. Pirate flicks rarely make money. It was Pirates of the Caribbean that really reversed that trend. Huh. Yeah. A lot of pirate flicks back in the day that you see, and you think like, oh, this must have made tons of money. Yeah. It didn't. Most westerns also didn't make a lot of money, which is weird. That's because they, they didn't have so old fuck-off depot in them. <laughs> Um, he also made The Long Kiss Goodnight, uh, Driven, Exorcist, The Beginning. I heard that was really bad. Yeah, and The Legend of Hercules, a movie that came out not long ago with Kellen Lutz that came out the same time as the Hercules with The Rock in it. There was another Hercules There were movie? two Hercules movies that came out. Like Rini right Harlan on. is still making movies? Rini Harlan is still making they movies. They still let him? That's a, okay, well this was a test, by the way. Deep Blue Sea was a test. Because Cutthroat Island had bombed and like some of his other movies hadn't done so well. Yeah, he should have been in Hollywood jail by that point. Oh, yeah. And he's been nominated uh, five times for Worst Director for the Golden Raspberries. <laughs> but what's worse, being nominated five times and never or, winning. Never, or never, never winning? He never won. <laughs> he's never won. That's a, I, almost an insult. Yeah, you nominated like, so many times. I just want to remind you, you're fucking terrible. But you're not even you're as not bad even, as the worst. You're not even bad enough. <laughs> You're not even bad enough, Rennie. I think that's actually somehow worse than uh -huh. winning the worst. Yeah. If you watch <laughs> if you watch that uh, Nightmare documentary, though, yeah. where they start talking about Nightmare yeah, 4, Never Sleep Again. which is his big first movie. Yeah. Um, he had made a couple of movies before that, but this, like, you know, Nightmare was the one that actually went to theaters. Um, he basically just uh, annoyed Bob Shea into giving him the job. Uh, yeah, and they did. needed a director, and they were just like, oh, "Okay, whatever." Well, you're here, and then it did great. Yeah, it it's did. not a great movie, but it made a lot of money. So I think it made, made yeah the most of the whole yeah before Freddy right? versus Jason. Yeah, wow. until Freddy versus Jason, it was the number one box office draw. It's of not Matt wonderful, no, but it's okay. It's not bad, and either. it's better than than the ones after it. It's got good deaths in it for sure. Yeah, it does, and it's got a pretty killer soundtrack. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, he's he's not a great director, and no. and his 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 fame is is mysterious to me. He's dated Gina Davis. Yeah, he was married to Laura Dern, I believe. Oh dang! Yeah, like crazy. 
If you look at him, though, I mean, he's a good-looking dude. He looks yeah, like yeah. Edge and Christian had a baby. I always think that he is basically the um, the guy in Ghostbusters 2 that's like the, the yes. violinist. Uh-huh. Or the conductor. He's the, the conductor, conductor guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I always think it's like, oh, that's what Rennie Harlan he looks, looks like. He looks like that dude. He looks yeah. exactly like that fucking guy. <laughs> So, I mean, this was a test, though, and he fucking passed. Yeah. $82 million this movie cost. Holy shit. Where did it go? In 99 money? In 99 money, and it made 164, so it made double the budget. Why did people see this? Uh, Because it was a summer movie. Horror movies do well in the summer, and shark movies do well in the summer, and LL Cool J, I guess. Steve, based on that, I'm going to need a beer to cover this here. (laughs) We've got ourselves a gotta get up to get down. Yeah. You ever had this? No, and I'm excited. It's from the Wiseacre Brewing Company. From Yeah. Uh, I think they're out of Memphis, Tennessee. Oh. And this is a coffee milk stout. I'm actually not usually much of a like stout or milk stout kind of guy. Yeah, I normally drink IPA. Yeah. Like usually, something lighter. Yeah, yeah. This kind of stuff is usually a little bit too dark and too heavy for me, but this is among my favorite coffee-type beers in all the known multiverse, because it's so fucking coffee y. That tastes like fucking coffee. Isn't it great? It's like a nitro coffee. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah. Wow. Huge fan. Mm. Yeah, Wiseacre Brewing. They definitely got a lot on lockdown. That's awesome. Get that at the food city. At the food city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, really, the uh, main goal Ooh, it's good. Harlan had in making this movie was to bring back the big blockbuster horror movies. Like The Exorcist, Jaws, and The Shining. Jesus Christ, he did not do it. Boy, he failed, right? He did not do it. <laughs> I mean, it's a huge budget movie, yeah. but he doesn't even begin to approach... Because what all three of those movies have is creeping dread. Yeah, absolutely. And so. terror and fear that manifests quickly and for brief periods of time. In this... He just shows the sharks the whole fucking time. Over yeah. and over and over. Here are the sharks. It's not even like three minutes into the movie and you see the shark. Yeah. Like it's right constant. away. And the sharks are in a pen. So it's like... Yeah. It, at first, I mean, it does have that interesting connotation. Are they the ones pinned in? Or are they the ones pinning in the humans? Sure. That's yeah. cool. That does uh, not play out well. That no. tension could have been exploited a lot more. Definitely. It's just... Um, he... I don't know. Like he doesn't know what he's doing with a horror movie. I don't. What think. do you think about the opening of this movie? Because it reminds me of so Fuck, many other. It's the worst, dude. It reminds me of so many other late '90s horror yeah. flicks where it starts off with like, here's some fucking sexy characters that you don't care about, you don't uh-huh. know, and. They're doing something careless and stupid uh-huh. and partying, and now, oh no, all the pretty people are gonna get killed. It's it's real rare that I'm gonna recommend go listen to another podcast episode okay. about about this, but Deep Blue Sea, real good episode of how did this get made? Okay. Uh, the Deep Blue Sea episode, they have uh, Seth Rogen's writing partner Evan, okay. whatever I can't remember his last name. Anyway, they talk a good bit about this opening scene because. I mean, this is a problem throughout, but uh-huh. the dialogue of this movie is fucking terrible. It's the horrible. dialogue of this opening scene makes no sense. I don't even recall. One of the guys says, we're having a party, man. <laughs> Let's remind you of what you're seeing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, we see that. We got it. Uh, <laughs> we got it. We yeah. got it. I mean, there there's are, a lot of moments like that. In this there are a lot movie. of terrible moments yeah. of dialogue, but like just that opening. And the opening is just so stupid because it's a fake out as well. As, oh, yeah. Because it gives you that... 
it's the same sort of thing as uh, the opening of Jaws, where the two you know kids skinny are dippers, skinny dippers, yeah. skinny dipping. Yeah, uh, it's got that same sort of feel, except they're on a nice boat, so uh-huh. they're pretty well protected. Um, and then they are saved from the shark. The yeah. shark doesn't get either, like any Wh- of them. Which I will say, I I at least. Okay, this was actually the first time I've ever watched this movie. Oh, okay. I thought that I had seen this before. Oh. But upon watching it, I realized I have never seen this before. <laughs> so when it started and I was like, oh my God, just fucking trope ass opening. Yeah. And then it's like, sharks attacking the boat. Oh, they fell in the water. Oh, shit. And then uh, Thomas Jane shows uh, up. He's like, I'll be the Punisher in a few years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'll harpoon this shark and bring it back in. Like, I was like, oh. Okay, so maybe this is kind of self-aware, and they're mm-hmm. like showing you that they're sidestepping tropes of horror movies. But then it, it is not long after that that they just start diving headfirst into them. So the opening of the movie I thought was stupid, and then I was like, "Oh, it's self-aware that it was stupid." Yeah, it seemed okay. that way, but boy, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just a mistake. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah, they got lucky on that one. It's almost Rennie Harlan's uh, constant uh, Mm -hmm. companion is uh, he has some fortunate mistakes he makes. (laughs) He must be right. He's thinking, oh, everyone will think this when they see this, and everyone (laughs) thinks a completely different thing, but it's good. And he's like, yeah, that's what I meant. Now, earlier tonight... I want to start a black metal band. (laughs) Earlier tonight, I was with Kate, and uh, and I was just telling her, I was like, man, I don't even know what I'm going to say about this movie, because it, it fucking sucks. It's really bad. And uh, she's never seen it, she's like, well, what is it about? And I'm like, well... <laughs> That's a good question. And I started saying it out loud, and I started realizing, like, how did anybody get this movie funded? Like... Jurassic Park. But the whole, the whole plot of the movie is, mm-hmm. okay... There's this research team that's trying mm-hmm. to cure Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and they figure out that they can like genetically modify the shark's brains yeah. that are compatible also with human brain tissue. It's Jurassic Park. To to but but they're trying to cure mm-hmm. brain diseases and yeah. stuff in humans, and so they start artificially enlarging the brains of these sharks, mm-hmm. and then it the gives sharks, the sharks abilities that sharks don't have that they absolutely should not have yeah and uh they they run amok on Mm -hmm. this underwater sea lab base it's like even when you say it out loud you're like god damn it like ben it's like life uh, finds a way life finds a way i seriously uh have a theory okay i I forgot to mention this when we were talking earlier theory that samuel l jackson's character is the same character from jurassic park <laughs> he just set himself up in a different life after oh. a, after probably suing the shit out of uh yeah. the in gin in gin yeah set himself up in a different life and was like i'm gonna fund alzheimer's research Oh. While a white man sits that, in a chair right next to me and never says a word. Remember this in the opening? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a man who's obviously, I guess, supposed to be the CEO, but then it's yeah. Jura- it's Jurassic Park. It's Samuel L. Jackson just standing next to him. The white man never says a word. No. Who what the, the fuck hell was that guy? What was that about? And I recognize him from something else too. Like I know that actor. Yeah, from yeah. No, else. he's not an extra. That's the thing. That they hired an actual actor to just sit there and not say a word. Anyway, but yeah, like I think, I think maybe it's possible he was like, 
I'm gonna take all this settlement money and yeah. invest it into Alzheimer's research. And they're like, Do you have any work um maybe working with genetically altered animals that shouldn't exist? And he was like, Hold on to your butts. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> we never thought to ask if we should. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. You're hired. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. I think that could actually work. Yeah. But yeah. the. Um... But then also Sam's character has this gigantic, stupid, backstory. constantly hinted at backstory of he was stranded in the Alps and maybe he ate some people. Also, maybe. he's a smuggler and that's how he made his money. Oh, no. See, that, that scene doesn't make any sense. He's actually referring to the fact that Thomas Jane was a smuggler. And oh. he was arrested. But the way that they set that up doesn't make any sense. No, I got it. Because the way the he Jackson. says it, he says it like he was the one in jail, but he's just mentioning Thomas Jane's crime. That's dumb. It's really dumb. Um, so Thomas Jane is, he has a dark backstory. Well, he's the Chris Pratt velociraptor whisperer. He's the cr- he is he's exactly that except like without Less any likeable. of the likability. Yeah, no yeah. charisma. And he says at one point uh, one of the dumbest lines <laughs> that is when he first meets Samuel L. Jackson. He says, um, "The Samuel L. Jackson says something about uh, you know, aren't you afraid, uh, etc." He says. If they bite you, it's because they think you're a fat little seal. Yeah. Or a rich suit. Ooh. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I get that it's supposed to be some sort of... Wait, no. I was about to say it's supposed to be a threat, but it's not. No. What is it supposed to be? <laughs> like, how would someone be insulted by it? Like, I... how's Samuel L. Jackson hearing that and going like, I think I'm supposed to be insulted? Oh, shit. I'm a rich suit. Wait a second. Oh, no. What? <laughs> There's some horrific lines in this movie. It's really bad. Some horrible, horrible, horrible lines. I love the scene where we're introduced to Dr. Jim. Dr. Play- Jim Whitlock? Stalin Skarsgård. Uh-huh. And uh, Ola uh, Saffron Burroughs is like, There's Dr. Jim, the smartest man in oh, the wait, world. Oh, no, this is the other, the blonde lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one that's not her. The one that gets... Her death, we have to discuss. Absolutely. She gets please. grabbed by the pussy. Yeah, she does. She like, gets literally, she gets the shark bites her between the legs. It does. A 26-foot shark. What's her name? It's not Sarah. It's Jan or something? Jan or something. Yeah, I think it's Jan. Yeah, she says, there's Dr. Jim, the smartest man in the world. <laughs> He's pissing into the wind. Yeah. That How he brilliant is. can he be? And then she says... You'll see. That's dialogue in the movie. Yeah. And that's supposed to be foreshadowing. But guess what? We never do see that he's a genius. There's never a moment where we learn Dr. Jim Whitlock is, in fact, the smartest man in the world. (laughs) Despite the fact that he's Natalie Portman's dad. That's true. (laughs) Stellan Skarsgård. The he greatest. Like cast as like scientist man a lot. He does get that a lot. And I think he does have that. He has the head shape. I think when you have a bigger head... That it's like you're a mastermind. Yeah, always well, like, packing a lot of brain in that thing. Uh-huh, that's how heads work. <laughs> Big head <laughs> means lots of smart. Yeah. Uh-huh. Chunk. <laughs> or not chunk. It's like sloth from sloth the Goonies. from the Goonies. Genius. Big head. Genius. He knew. He took that kid aside and he was like, hey, don't do that truffle shuffle anymore. They're I'm, making fun of you. Yeah. This isn't good for you. Yeah. You're better than that. <laughs> and be careful of that Thanos guy. Yeah. He's up to something. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, like the, the lines are real bad. Jan says, or uh, Samuel L. Jackson says, treat me like a tourist. And Jed says, no, I hate tourists. And I've decided I'm going to like you. Like, what does what? that mean? What the fuck are you talking about? It means English was not your first language and you're directing a movie. <laughs> yeah. And, you're and like, you think it's fine. Oh, just say this, say this. Like you would say to another human being when you're talking. Yeah. That's not how I would That's talk. not how we talk, though. No. At all. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> also, this is a great line. Boy, I'll tell you. This is when they're having their little conversation about the smuggling. Okay. And Tom Jane says... We're on the water. The whole cat and mouse thing, don't float. And then I realized when I wrote that line down, so many of his lines are reference water. He's constantly referencing yeah. water. He's like, they want to escape to freedom in the deep blue sea. Yeah. Like the name of this movie. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, oh now I get that's it. That's called this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's full of terrible lines. Specifically, everything LL Cool J says is real bad. Horrible. Yeah, because he's always talking to God. Man, his constant like Christian lines, mm-hmm. just like have we, have I reminded you in this scene that I'm a priest? Two demon fish down, Lord. One more to go. <laughs> oh man, I think by that point in the movie, I had already far since checked out. That's yeah. an actual line. Yeah, that's an actual line. Like he God, he 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 starts saying, uh, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death." Psalm twenty three, I think. Uh, anyway, he, he starts repeating that and then he says, cause I carry a big stick and I'm the meanest motherfucker in the valley. Uh, and it's like, wait, what? Okay. Come on. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I don't even understand at this point. I get that it started as you repeating, uh, some scripture. Yeah. Then it moved to you. I guess we're praying, but like you. You reminded God you were the meanest motherfucker in the valley. By the way, you're in water. Yeah. No valleys nearby, no sir. Valley, no. Not a valley nearby. And the thing about LL's role in this movie is that he is in like a completely different movie than everybody else. Yeah. The, the entire He's movie. He's by himself like, most of the movie. Yeah, 90% uh, of the movie he is off just kind of in the kitchen doing his thing. Uh-huh. Um Cooking food and battling sharks and looking and so looking at on. porno mags oh, at yeah. one point. Yeah, that's right. He finds drinking that cooking wine. Stuff. Yeah, which is likely disgusting. It has salt added to Ugh. it. Not a good idea. Yeah, Just use regular terrible. wine for cooking. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you would drink it, cook with it. Yeah. It's a good way to look at <laughs> it. Don't buy cooking wine. So he's off just in his own zone. And although I gotta say, with him being Uncle L. Uh-huh. He does kind of carry it better than I think a lot of people would. Oh, yeah, because he's charming. Yeah. He's like, always Uncle L. I mean, he's always L. Cool J. It's always like, yeah, yeah he's cool. Like, yeah. everybody Ladies thinks he's awesome. Cool James. Yeah. If if it was just some scrub actor that I didn't really give a shit about, mm-hmm. um, then every time it cut to him, I'd be like, why am I back here again? Yeah. But the thing about this movie is, is like, with that whole thing of, yeah, he's in the kitchen the entire time. Uh huh. Where the fuck is that in relation to everything else? Yeah, the this whole is, geography yeah. of the place doesn't make sense. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's something that on our um, our wildcard diehard episode, mm-hmm. 
We talked about how with that movie, it does such an extremely good job of establishing... Orienting you. Yes. Yeah, like showing you maps, etc., but not too yeah. long. You don't, you're don't. you not constantly looking at a map to show right. where you are, but enough to be like, oh, I see, he's near that. Yeah, and it's just little reminders. Like It's like, oh, there's that nudie calendar hanging up. Yeah. I know exactly where he is. Mm-hmm. There's that potted plants in the office yeah. area. I know exactly where he is. That movie really does a great job of establishing geography. Not this movie. No. Yeah. Everything in this movie is just like, whatever, it's fucking gray, industrial, mm-hmm. concrete, and steel. The entire thing looks the same. They'll tell you how many feet below sea level they are, yeah. or what story they're on, or whatever. And it just never sinks it in. It never does. It no. never does sink. You never and get an idea of how far the apart thing these is, characters are from each other or anything. Uh, they used the... Um, they used the... Uh, pools from Titanic. So these huge, gigantic, oh, massive really? pools. Yeah. Like from the shooting of Titanic. Yeah. Really? And they built this like platform. The thing huh. about the platform that doesn't make any sense is if you're out in the open ocean yeah. and you have the platform that's right on the water level, it's going to be constantly barraged by gigantic waves. I you guess You would so. never build a platform out in the open ocean right on water level. It would always be up higher. They would then take an elevator down to where the sharks are held in the That's pit. why, like, oil rigs and stuff are yes. elevated above the water. So what it the autom- fuck? I didn't even think about that. It automatically doesn't no make any sense. Um, <laughs> it be getting pummeled all the time. Yeah. It's it, just floating on the water surface. And that's exactly what happens, is there's a storm, and it just starts pummeling the place, and it's like, you've been out here for years, this is the first storm that you've dealt with? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was upsetting to me for sure. I didn't think about that. But yeah, like even when okay, so but it's like a World War Two fucking rig. Is what yeah, they that's say. what they say. Yeah, and it has a dry dock for submarines, etc. Yeah. But again, that would if it's if the military's building it, they're gonna make it safe. Yeah. Because they don't want to lose their dry dock. Not because they don't want to lose soldiers, but because they don't want to lose the money they put into building oh, the dry dock. Yeah. So like um, when you see, like, they're at the lowest level, they say something like they're uh, 50 feet or something below the ocean yeah. or whatever. So that lowest level is, I guess, the third level down. Right. Um, and, uh, oh, wait, no, they say 50 meters. They say it later. They uh, I, By the way, go back and forth a lot between... Um, the metric system and <laughs> imperial units. Like even when he asked how yeah. high he asked how high the the fence is, and he's like eight feet, give or take a centimeter. That's what? not how that works. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> he does say that. Yeah. He also says it. He also says it varies due to like different things, and it's like no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't vary. the The size of it is always the same. Yeah. Just because the ocean goes up doesn't mean it's now taller. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, God, so like, dude, they're like fifty meters down at the dry dock part. Um. So it gives you an idea. Hundred and fifty feet ish, give or take. Yeah. Um, down there. It's pretty far fucking yeah. down there. They say there. There's no way they'd make it to the surface before the sharks get to them, etc. Yeah. They they talk about getting uh the uh oh, what's that called bins or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, if you surface that fast. Yeah. And so on. So they're they're further down. And there. And we see the observation window. Okay. Oh, God. Dude. So this is. This, none of this makes sense. No, no. Because the observation window, if it's 150 feet down, yeah. would be 
so fucking thick. Oh, it would be like 20 Extremely feet thick. Extremely yeah, thick yeah. because you're dealing with tons and tons of moving water. Constantly yeah. moving. Think about how many pounds of pressure that much water is. And and it gets broken by a shark throwing a doctor Dude, at it. Not from even like, a not shark even, hitting it head not on. Not even hitting it head on, just like going towards it and like 20 feet away releasing the doctor from his mouth. And then, like, first off, he'd start floating up. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> he wouldn't just go to That isn't how momentum works underwater. <laughs> And, dude, it's like they've already established the whole, oh, sharks move 50 feet a second. Yeah, they're like, fast. And these are big sharks. If the shark just, like, would have rammed Dr. Jim into the glass was uh-huh. it in its mouth, it's like, for one, that would have been way more oh, yeah. intimidating and brutal. And obviously taking from Independence Day. That's yeah. what they were going oh, for. Oh, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, that slam the doctor oh, against dude, the glass. Oh, dude, I didn't even glass. think about yeah. that. Fuck, yeah, absolutely so. But it would have been cooler. Yeah, it would have yeah. been, and more brutal. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's like you said, the shark is swimming towards the glass with the doctor in its mouth and lets go of it and then swims away. And yeah. somehow, underwater... <laughs> he floats toward the, the glass. The momentum carries. And it breaks it. Shatters this How glass. How the fuck is that even possible? It doesn't make any sense. And, and then here's the thing that that's a problem for me, too. And I'm by no means any kind of expert fucking mm-hmm. um, physicist or anything like this, but... They talk about earlier, or sorry, later on in the movie about different pressure levels. Yes. I would think if they were that far underwater. Uh Uh-huh. And that glass was shattered. Yeah. In addition to the water, obviously, you know, pouring into the cabin at great force. Uh Wouldn't the air differential also, like, suck them out into the ocean? Yes, because, right? yes, because have, they're in a pressurized air area. A void. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it would have given them all the bends. I should think yes. immediately. <laughs> immediately. But instead, it's like, oh, no, there's a leak. Yeah. And that's kind of all there is to it. <laughs> that's it. Because but, you're, you're right. They broke a pressure yeah. system. They do later deal with them breaking a pressure exactly. system. Exactly. That's the thing is later on, they break that like, o- their own rule. If they never had brought that up. I would probably have let it slide. I would have probably been like, okay, yeah, they're just living in a fantasy world or whatever. That's fine. Yeah, Yeah, it's a movie, whatever. But they set up the pressure differential issue. Yes, exactly. And didn't didn't obey their own rule earlier. And that's the thing that fucks movies up is when they don't obey their own rules. Yeah, you keep your own internal logic. Yeah, I mean, and that it, can work. Like, that can be fine. If some if somebody has a problem, say with a fantasy setting, and someone else is like, "Well, there's ogres and shit," you don't have a problem with that. Well, yeah, but that's like the rules of this world. Yeah, but it, like when they break their own rules, you everything then makes less sense. So if you're in a fantasy setting or in a setting where you have hyper intelligent sharks, when you break your own rules, you susp- make it real hard to suspend disbelief. Yeah, and make it real hard to give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right, man. Yeah, man, there's just so many fucking problems with this movie about this kind of stuff, including the super ultra smart sharks that inhabit the movie. <laughs> and because they've had their their brains artificially expanded, yeah, uh, suddenly they can do things like swim backwards. Which a shark cannot do. No. No. And also like recognize and understand the physics of this base where it's like, oh, we've got to fucking force the humans... They, up to the top so that then we can escape through the fence and they also take out the cameras they understand what those cameras are and what they're doing for the people inside yeah. like dude if you were a shark you wouldn't fucking know what the fuck this base yeah, was no matter how intelligent you are okay let me just 
Yeah, you I, have no frame of reference. I tell you, you got two hundred and twenty IQ. You're a goddamn Einstein. Yeah, you're just born. I drop you in the middle of the ocean. You're just in the middle of the ocean swimming in the ocean. That's all you fucking know. That's all you fucking know. Yeah. You don't look and see something and go. You know what that probably is. I imagine there's a system through which that is an eye that can then be seen by others a distance away. By these humans. It's not how that fucking works. Or maybe. Otherwise, television would have been invented immediately. (laughs) I bet if I flick this knob with my tail, it will turn on the gas inside of this oven in which the LL Cool Cook is yeah. residing and it will, None of it that will kill makes him. Sense. It this does... gas probably kills the human if I turn I'm it on. I'm pretty sure it will. Yeah. What? Also, I fit into this room somehow. Yeah, even that... though other times I'm gigantic. Other times I'm huge. Now, there are three sharks. There are the two Mark Jesus. 1s and then the Mark 2. The Mark 2 is uh, is an actual, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, shark, like a mechanical shark they made. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And. At the insistence of Rennie Harlan, they made it 26 feet long to be a foot longer than Bruce from Jaws. No shit. Yeah. It's one so longer he was, than Jaws. He was really trying to compare God, this movie to Jaws. He really Because thought, it's the fucking same, obviously. Obviously. Um, God, that's stupid. Yeah, it is. Now, that Mark II, it's 26 feet long. We're, yeah. we're going to have to assume the other two, because they're a little bit smaller, they yeah. say, are probably 20 feet I should think. A 20-foot shark weighs like a ton. Yeah, it's quite big. And these sharks, we see them just swimming through. And you do see sharks swimming in areas where people are at water up to their their hips. So I I get why Rennie Harlan may have been like, so that'll work. But like Mm -hmm. those sharks that are swimming in that water are much smaller than a 20-foot, one-ton shark. It's kind of the physics of, like, uh, Godzilla in that Yeah, where he just keeps changing size. It's like, how fucking big is he? It fits into Madison Square Garden, but is bigger than the Empire State Building. Yeah. How? Seriously, what is this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the physics of the sharks are really, 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 really fucking stupid. Okay. So, they're also uh, computer sharks. We have yeah, some computer let's sharks. talk about the visual effects in this flick right here, man. Um, this is, of course, in the in the late '90s, uh-huh. where CGI was just kind of becoming a yeah. thing, and everybody was adopting it, really going yeah. for it. It kind of it kind of reminds me, and it's funny because it happened in the same time period. But it's like whenever N64 came out uh-huh. and Mario 64 yeah, hexagonal, hit, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like oh, everything can be made of polygons and yeah. be 3D. And then, like, every game developer just instantly dropped 2D. Even Which, even though, yeah. at that time, we were experiencing some of the greatest 2D Secret games ever made. Dude. Secret of Mana, fucking amazing. And even some of those last-generation uh-huh. Super NES games, like Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island, awesome. And even into, like, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, probably uh-huh. my favorite game ever Great made. Great game, all 2D. 2D, all, like, beautiful. Just, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You, and you, you have a lot of indie games now that have gone back to Yeah, because they realize, oh, this is still yeah, fucking it's sick. still a viable way of, of and doing it. And it's funny because it. it's like in the same way, we still have stuff like movies like The Void that are going yeah, back to, you know what looks effects. sick? Rubber suits. Yes, and they do. Yeah, exactly. And at this time period in horror movies, which is, I think, a lot of what killed the horror genre in the 90s, we had all these people being like, oh, there's this new technology. There's CGI. Uh-huh. I guess we should probably Y'all use seen it. that dancing baby? 
Oh, we can do God. that, but with sharks. <laughs> and as a result of that, in this movie, you do have some visual effects that are made of animatronic robotic sharks mm-hmm. that actually really do they look, look good. sick. Yeah, the but, animatronic looks great. Yeah, but they are right next to early CGI sharks uh-huh. that look fucking terrible. Yeah. Like fucking terrible. They look really bad. And I don't understand how... How in the fucking world the people making this movie could, you know, be editing shots <laughs> and go, see... Think like, that looks good. Yeah, it's yeah. like, wow, even compared to the real robotic shark that uh-huh. we built, this CGI shark looks pretty good. Like, there's no way in fucking hell... No, it really doesn't make Those people sense. thought that it looked good. Like, if you're talking about a movie that was nothing but CGI with no practical effects... Uh-huh. If you have no frame of reference, maybe you can convince yourself that it looks good. But in a flick like this, where there are good practical effects, uh-huh. there's just no way you can convince yourself that those no. CGI sharks look good. They look no. fucking terrible. They look really bad. Horrible. The, the, uh, and then when they eat the people, like they got yeah. the whole you know millennial rubber. What people <laughs> refer to it as where everything just looks plastic. It and does. smooth and rubbery. When they eat that tiger shark that he brings in, uh, it's it's terrible. When the two Mark yeah. ones eat it, it looks so bad. It looks like a Sega CD. It does. Like, game graphic. It looks like you're playing Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, yeah. It really, really <laughs> does. It really does. Um, yeah, it's real bad. And like they could, because they, they went partially practical. Why not go practical the whole way? Well, especially when you they see had the some mechanical Jaws, issues for dude. sure, yeah. just like you did with Jaws. Okay, but it—I mean—that's the thing. If you're going to do a mechanical shark, you already know how much trouble Steven Spielberg had with Bruce. Yeah, it's well documented. So, like, you know, going into it, you're going to have some issues. Yeah, they had some uh, issues that were pretty dangerous. Unfortunately, did they? yeah, they part of the shark was uh, like it made. With like a turbo jet engine or something. What? <laughs> yeah. People almost got hurt a lot on this movie and that depresses me. Dang. The part where the they put Jim Dr. Jim Whitlock, uh, he gets his arm bitten off and yeah. then they like they're gonna helicopter evac him out. The part where they like put him on the, the helicopter thing and they're walking back and they get hit by a huge wave of water. Yeah. Not planned. Those aren't stunt people. Those are actors fearing what? for their lives. No way. Yeah. They had no, they, they suddenly dropped a bunch of water before they were supposed to, before the actors got out. Oh, shit. And so they all just got hit with like 30 tons of water. <laughs> oh. People could have died for it, it this. It did look good. It did look good because it looked real because yeah. they were really fearing for their lives. I mean, somebody did die making the wraith. That's true, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, but yeah, somebody could have died making this shit movie. Imagine wow. that. I mean, I get it. But I, I like, I if you were, say, Stanley Kubrick, yeah. and you, you know, had a heart attack from sitting for 40 hours trying to edit together a perfect scene, you'd mm-hmm. be like, worth it. This yeah. was my lifelong ambition. Worth the thrombosis. But it, yeah, if you, if you're... If you're Tom Jane and you're like this up and coming actor and you're like hoping to really start an acting career and you just get hit with this huge wall of water yeah, on this goddamn done. dumb movie and you're like, oh, this could be the end for me. Maybe that was why he never became a super big a star because he was just like, he, he's, 
he would get on set and somebody would like flush a toilet and he'd freak out. He'd be no, like, no, oh, no. fuck water. Not the water. <laughs> what do you think about the kills in this flick? Um, I think there's a few pretty decent ones. Yeah, the one where kills Samuel L. Jackson effects. gets eaten is great. Uh, it's, it's iconic in yeah. that you just absolutely don't see no, it No, because he's like, he's like giving them the speech. You think like, yeah, all right, they're going to band thing. together. Yeah. And then fucking... Again, the physics completely unrealistic. Makes no sense. No. No. And then even the, the, the when it switches to full CGI and mm-hmm. you see him getting ripped apart, it looks That's like terrible. horrible. Horrible. Yeah. I really, I really like Jim getting his arm bit off. That is good because it's practical and it, it looks pretty good. It, it 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 looks good and it also is in a a, a moment where you'd be like, oh, okay, I can see that happening. Yeah. They thought the shark was sedated. He's right there. The shark just starts thrashing and biting and yeah. gets his arm. Okay, I believe that. When Jan gets bitten in the pussy yeah. by a shark, uh huh. What the fuck? Why does it make sense? Like, no. I feel like they're setting because like they go to Jan's room after that and they're like they find condoms and they're asking dildo batteries. Yeah, he asked where her dildo would be. Like, was Jan supposed to be an overly sexual character? I I don't understand. Yeah. Really, it's like they tried to play those overtones up. I don't understand. Yeah, because it wasn't there before. No. We know that she and Dr. Jim Whitlock have a thing. Yeah. But, like, that's it. There's Just because she likes somebody doesn't mean she's, like, a, a sex fan. What a slut. Yeah. She likes a guy. What a whore. <laughs> Yucko. <laughs> Girls aren't supposed to like boys. They have cooties. <laughs> I liked... Um, Susan's death was pretty okay. Yeah, it was. She's swimming around and stuff. She gets out of the water and the shark kind of comes up with her and stuff. Uh-huh. Cleaves her in twain. In twain. Apparently, I guess in the original version of the movie, her she... character was supposed to live. Yeah. And audiences like weren't on board with it. Because she's the villain. She caused this. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about this movie too is, okay, Like you said, she's the villain Mm -hmm. because really she's the one that started modifying these sharks and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, is she really that bad of a villain because she was just trying to cure Alzheimer's? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not really that good of a of a narrative. It's not like she was just like, "Oh, I'll cure this and I'll make a bunch of money." The villain is the person who signed off on the plans for the (laughs) the entire, which I think is that that white guy that we never knew anything about. He's the asshole, which is pretty lifelike. Oh. Yeah. That's it. How like life this is. Oh, man. It's so deep. (laughs) But then it's like, okay, the sharks in the movie as Uh villains, you know, as they are the the slashers, as it would be. Like in Jaws, it's so effective and so great because it's just an animal doing unknowable animal things. Yeah. It is just a shark that is eating people. Yeah, and, and it's somewhat based off of a of an actual shark. Yeah. that actually did just start mauling a bunch of people. Yeah, it, it like so it, it has some reality to it. Yeah, and that's and that's scary because ultimately, like the thing, I think one of the scariest things about being a human is mm-hmm. understanding your place in nature. Yeah, understanding that. No matter what kind of technological advancements that we make uh-huh. or how much fucking hardware your fucking cell phone has on yeah. or whatever. It's like ultimately at the end of the day, you can walk out of your door and here in Tennessee, if there's a bear in the woods and you're in between it and its cub, it will destroy you. Yeah. 
you and they're not even dead. they're not even huge bears here. No, they're the smaller types of bears. They're just goddamn aggressive yeah. nature. Yeah, exactly. Again, it's like no matter how strong our sense of purpose on the food chain that we get, mm-hmm. you step into the ocean, you're in somebody else's turf, yeah. and you could be fucking destroyed mm-hmm. because there are animals there. Yeah, and I think that's part of what made Jaws so enticing and scary and interesting. But in this. It's unknowable because you've never dealt with a genetically altered by humans brainiac shark. Yeah. It's not, again, like we talked about with like Nightmare on Elm Street, extremely effective because everybody's had nightmares before. Yes. Like, that's awesome. We've it's not all had nightmares scheme. about Freddy Krueger, but the nightmares in Nightmare on Elm Street resemble yeah. our own nightmares, yeah. so it's automatic. You're Effective like, yeah. narrative. Yeah. Like, Sansa Lambs is scary because that could fucking happen. 100% there are serial killers that are disgusting and yeah. frightening. Yes. And, and again, Jaws, extremely frightening because you're dealing with man versus nature. One of yeah. the classic narratives. Yeah. Uh, but in this, it, it isn't that. It's like you're dealing with Yeah, you're dealing sharks, with science fiction. Yeah, that have mm-hmm. been enhanced by humans to be smarter than sharks usually are. To sell the science fiction, you gotta fall back on the things that scare us, which is yeah. what Alien did. Yeah. The original Alien. Oh, dude. Again, the unknowable. Yeah. You don't know what it is. You barely see it. Yeah. It's, Until Prometheus. Yeah. And then it's like, well, let's see them and all the time. Covenant. Mm-hmm. Fuck. God, I hate those movies so much. So yeah, this this just fails on that that uh, front of being a nature horror movie. Yeah. And there are other good nature horror movies, but there aren't a ton because no. it's real hard unless you just stick with what would normally be scary. And then those tend to end up being a uh, sort of adventure or thriller movies like, yeah. you know, uh, the Alec Baldwin and, uh, Anthony Hopkins with the oh, bear. Damn. Yeah. The edge is out. That's called something like that. Yeah. Dude, but, that movie is sick. Yeah, see, that's not a horror movie, but it deals with that actual fear that yeah. there's a fucking creature that will get you. Like, uh, th- there's that other, the people hunting lions and something. Ghost in the Darkness? Ghost in the Darkness. I love that movie. Yeah, again. Uh, Val Kilmer. Uh, exactly. A nature horror movie is a little bit harder because you have to imply that there is some something the creature has that is unknowable. Yeah. Uh, which is why sharks are perfect for that. Yeah. Because the unknowable the nature ocean. of them yeah, is I the mean, fucking ocean. Yeah. You don't know where they are. The yeah. Ghost in the Darkness does the same thing, except... Yeah. You can go out on a savanna and breathe and mm-hmm. exist. Like You cannot, as a human... As a human, you can't in the water. Yeah, the ocean yeah. is the great unknowable. Yeah. And, so, and space. Again, aliens. Yeah. yeah. So to take that and then also throw on top of it the goofiness of... They're super hyper intelligent and they can do things that other sharks can't do and they somehow understand human technology. Not like, scary. It becomes more and more relatable. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. I'll it, tell you one thing that is kind of effective in this movie. Uh-huh. The orchestral original soundtrack. Keys, yeah. The music's good. Pretty good. And yeah. that and that's something that I found about a lot of these uh mid late nineties horror flicks even going back to like final destination and stuff for some reason and i don't know i need to start checking names and finding out who's doing all these maybe it's the same cat and all uh-huh. these but a lot of these guys had this way of putting together these very like hitchcock inspired scores uh-huh. to these movies that were very dramatic string uh-huh. arrangements orchestral kind of things 
soundtrack to this uh, again the original soundtrack stuff uh-huh. not the LL Cool J not the LL Cool J and uh, Ice Cube song that yeah. he was listening to at one point yeah exactly um, pretty effective uh huh yeah it did did a pretty good job I actually kind of dug the soundtrack in several points yeah I don't know yeah I liked it I thought I thought it was good like it's um it's inspired I think by the Jaws themes a oh, bit yeah, at times yeah, obviously definitely. and it does like you said the Hitchcock the Hitchcockian thing yeah. of like the musical sting also hitting at the same time as the scare. Oh, obviously. Perfect. Sure. Wonderful stuff. One of my favorite parts in the flick uh-huh. is when ladies love cool James. Uh-huh. <laughs> he finds that, I think he finds like a, a, a video camera or something. Yeah. And he's recording kind of his like final thoughts. Yeah. And as a chef, he starts giving some omelet tips. Mm, about the perfect and omelet. they're not, they're not the worst. But they're not the best. I don't know what your perfect omelet tips are, Steve. I'm an egg man myself, much like Paul. Yeah, I love eggs. Uh, from my head down to my legs. Down I'd to the say. legs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I go. Uh, you know, I'll go all the way to toes. I go oh, to the shit. toes. Yeah. Um. I don't know why you would use two eggs instead of three. Now I've been known to use a two egg. Yeah, I don't know that that would benefit you much except maybe the lightness overall would make it so that you get more it's all relative to the pan that you're using it really is because if you're using a bigger pan three eggs are going to be just fine yeah exactly a lot of times whenever i make an omelet i'm using a smaller like maybe six or eight inch Uh pan and a two egger yeah is where it's at i think the not adding milk part solid advice yeah it is yeah. when you're making an omelet and you're trying to get a solid yeah. fold mm-hmm. the softness yeah of adding milk actually does make your flip game mm-hmm. less strong yeah you're gonna get cracks you're yeah. gonna get breaks exactly mm-hmm. i'll tell you one of my number one pro tips i'll tell you about this. what is it don't salt until after that fucker's yeah. done don't add yeah don't ever with your yeah. eggs don't add your seasoning till you're done yeah i'll Just add don't. a pepper Pepper's fine, pepper sure, and stuff, but the but salt will affect the composition. Yeah, definitely. That's something I learned um, maybe a year or so ago, and I'm like, God damn, yeah, because salt just pulls moisture out. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times, especially if you're cooking a little bit hotter, you can get a rubbery egg that uh-huh. way if you're not careful. Just season that thing with some salt when it's done. I would dude. like to have heard the rest of his recipe because I'm know, assuming, right? Like I'm it, assuming maybe he had a particular pan size in uh-huh, mind and heat like and stuff. Yeah, how to what what temperature how often to move what's mm-hmm. in the pan etc yeah you, what do you slick that pan down with you butter your butterman get oil the hell out of here even an uh, an earl of earl um if i'm making a fried egg i'll go with oil yeah but if i'm making uh, an omelet or just scrambled eggs i'm going butter i like a generous amount of butter yeah. you'll get a good amount of browning yeah that's stuff on the outside for sure that's uh, my wife loves browned eggs for sure oh, i yeah. like i like them a bit creamier yeah yeah i like uh if I'm making scrambled eggs, uh-huh. most people would say your eggs aren't done. Okay, yeah, you but go with a softer are, egg. They are done and they're fucking perfect. Like yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. What do you like to put in an omelet rig? What are you putting in that thing? Um, well, I like classic stuff. Uh, maybe just some some cheese and some herbs or something, okay. or yeah. uh, some hay but ham. Spinach. But you, you don't do hay ham. I do don't you? eat. I don't eat ham anymore. But ham is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some spinach. A florentine. And maybe yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you throw in uh, some feta. Mm. Maybe some roasted red peppers. Okay, That's good you're getting stuff Greek right on me. Yeah, Maybe some chest hair. Uh, a little some chest gold hair. Chains. Uh huh. Some white supremacy. <laughs> what? Yeah, they got a lot of that, that there. Took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. You know, I really enjoyed taking a leftover fajita 
fix oh, it yeah. from a Mexican restaurant. Uh-huh. Take your some chicken or some shrimps or beefs or whatever, yeah. along with them peppers and maybe an onion or a tomato or two. Oh, yeah. Dump that inside of an omelet. That's with good With some stuff. salsa or maybe some leftover uh-huh. cheese sauce or something. Yeah. That's where Chewy it's at. Chewy buddy. Two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> Huge fan of that. Yeah. You know it's a really underrated addition to an omelet? What? Pesto. Oh, man. Pesto is an underrated addition to everything. I agree. Pesto yeah. should always be an option to top a pizza mm-hmm. with. Uh, if you... Uh, if you're a pasta person, I and am. You make you making some Alfredo sauce? Yeah. I'll tell you this. Throw some pesto in there. Dump it. In your Alfredo sauce. Jesus Christ. It's amazing. It's make creamy wanna... and delicious. And then also garlicky and that strong basil delicious flavor. Oh, man. Mm, make you want to leave the one you're with. Start a new relationship with it. <laughs> <laughs> the most interesting part of the movie, I think, was his omelet tips. Yeah, that's the part where I was like, okay. Like, I, I want to hear more of his... What if he had been doing that the whole time instead of preaching? Yeah. What if he wasn't known as preacher but known as the guy who fucking cooks our food yeah so he's talking about food i'm okay with that that's way better i'm on board with that like the only food that talk that he has is the omelet and he talks about cooking the bird yeah that yeah yeah man now now let me ask you steve now we know and we've talked about on our show many times about the about the bechdel test the bechdel test Uh uh-huh which is a good one a, a a test in movie making to see if Two female characters talk about something other than a, a man. man. Yeah. It's surprising how few pass that test. Yeah. After yeah. I became aware of this, I started watching movies and thinking, well, does this pass this test? Mm-hmm. Most movies actually don't. Like, Yeah, it's weird. Man characters talk about all kinds of stuff, but usually woman characters are just like, what oh, about what this man? man? Yeah. How am I going to help him with his stuff he does? And this movie, you propose that we also put on a, a new kind of yeah, test. Yeah, I got a new movies. kind of test, man, because uh, something really uh, bugged me about this. Tell me about it. You get two black characters in a movie. Yeah. Here's a real good indication it was written by a white person. <laughs> and this is what I'm calling, we're calling the Blackdale test. <laughs> if you have two black characters in a movie. Yeah. When they talk, they will not mention to each other that they are black. You know why? Okay. Because when black people talk to each other, they don't say, hey, we're black. Yeah. You notice how I'm black? You're also black. Let's talk about our blackness. A brother. When do white people do that? Ever? I, no, never. The people that do that? White supremacists. White supremacists. (laughs) So why is it every time a white person writes a, a movie with two black people in yeah. it, they got to be like, what's a going on, brother? And- Remember how we're black and it's weird that we're on the ocean for some reason? Why is that weird? With all these white people. Yeah. What? They don't say anything else to each other except about how it's they're weird that black. they're both black. Yeah. So crazy. In it's this like, way, this movie fails the black Dell test. <laughs> it's like uh, there's an uh, episode of Always Sunny where uh, <laughs> the gang is at a bar uh-huh. and the, the people behind the bar, two white people and a black person, mm-hmm. the gang, they say, and what's with them having a black friend and not constantly pointing it out? Yeah, right? Right. Like, that's that's how... That's a thing. That's a thing. That's how movies and TV often are, is that a black character is constantly referencing their blackness. Yeah. So if you want to pass the Blackdale test, you have black characters... 
talk about anything else. Like, hey, isn't it weird <laughs> that they have these crazy smart sharks? mutant sharks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is strange. Hey, I heard you were in the Alps. That's weird. I like to cook. Yeah, it's good. Hey, uh, you want to get an omelet recipe? All right. <laughs> yeah, like any of those things. Because talking about their blackness didn't forward anything in the story. Nothing It didn't create all. anything no, new. It's just what white people think black people probably talk about. Yeah, like, well, they talk about being black because, like, that's the thing, that's right? what they are. Yeah. Right? They are. So. <laughs> so bad, dude. Hey, I'm white guy. You white guy, we white guys. Look at us. Yeah, that's what we do. Okay, bye. Let's never mention this again. <laughs> so bad, dude. Yeah, this is a terrible movie. It's really stupid. But the thing, I think the overall thing about this movie that I really hate the most is just how I, I just don't fucking care about any of these characters. Like no, they're Saffron not. Saffron Burroughs' character... She has the exact same look on her face Every the entire time. movie. Which is just, I'm pretty. Vapid. Yeah. Just fucking vapid the yeah. entire movie. Uh, Jim's character, don't fucking care. Thomas Jane. Mm, he's hard to care about, honestly. Don't fucking care. Like, they could, they could play the whole, oh, he's a fucking wily former smuggler, shark mm. wrangler. Why didn't they play element. that up? Yeah, I know, right? Why didn't they give him some personality? Make him more Han Solo-y or something. Yes, there you go. Like, oh man, I'm surrounded by all these geeks. I've been in the shit, blah, blah, blah. But he is just... The smuggling shit. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. he is just a stone-cold, emotionless, personality boring boring fucking Uh character. Samuel L. Jackson is the only one that chose any full charisma. But he's just Sam Jackson. Because he's fucking Sam Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's he's he's playing that character and he plays it well and he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's fine. But uh LO Cool J charming, not a well written character. He does like four characters merged into Michael Rappaport. Who oh, I man, like. dude. I forgot I like he was Michael Rappaport, but like his character's terrible. Phoebe's boyfriend. He's Phoebe's boyfriend, sure. He's uh the villain in all Spike Lee movies. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> he was he got kind of wrapped up in true romance, didn't he? Yeah. Was he in that? I think so. I think he was. Michael Rappaport, good actor. Um his relationships with with LL Cool J makes no sense. Zero. Like it's like they they are old friends when they meet, but like we don't know anything about that relationship. No. And it's just like and then later Scoggins, Michael Rappaport's character dies. And then LL Cool J says when he kills the big shark, this is for Scoggins. Where did that come from? Yeah. What? Like, he barely even just learned Scoggins died. So many other people died. (laughs) And it's Scoggins. That's the one. Mm. I I assume it's because Michael Rappaport is is, uh, pretty entrenched in the hip-hop community. And everybody was supposed to know, like, oh, yeah, they might actually be friends in real life. Yeah. But if you don't know that, it's just like, this doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. And he's got a weird goatee. Yeah, it he doesn't does. fit his face. No, it does not fit <laughs> at all, man. It's just because he has kind of an underbite. When you have a goatee and you have kind of an underbite, it's like... Well, like you got to plan that out okay. Yeah. As, like, as a person like, with a goatee uh, and an underbite, I can underbite? attest to that. Oh, absolutely so. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, totally so. I have to use it to complete my chin. My chin is very blunt. Oh. Hence the point. Oh, shit. Yeah. Gives me less I'm of a I'm seeing bluntness. it all now. Yeah, now you see. Mm. It's like a magic eye You're too handsome here. for these things to be noticed. I know. All I, right. I know. <laughs> but yeah, overall, like I just did not give a fuck about 
any yeah. of the characters. None of the characters are great. Nobody gave me anything redeeming. I mean, the the idea is great. Alzheimer's sounds like shit. Yeah, That's fucking the terrible. worst of all. Yeah. yeah, people fucking hate cancer, and I understand, but Alzheimer's, dementia, um, horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Pat Summit, uh, legendary Lady Vols coach, yeah. died of early onset uh, Alzheimer's, didn't mm-hmm. she, or dementia? Um, yeah, my it affects tons of people. My terrible. wife's uh, grandparents are both in. Uh, hospice care because they yeah. both are suffering from dementia oh. that her grandmother has Alzheimer's. Sucks. Like, I got a couple. Well, I got a, uh, my buddy Phil whose mother is also yeah. going through the same thing. Yeah, like it's it's crazy because they yeah. forget you. They yeah. forget each other. Yeah, nothing is worse than life. So it's a yeah. pretty compelling thing to be like, oh, we're trying to find a cure for this yeah. and stuff. So it would be easy for her to have been the hero. Yeah. And Dr. Jim Whitlock to be the asshole who broke the Geneva Accord or whatever it is they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been easy for this script to be saved in some way. Like but it was you get a better you get a better platform rig that, you know, is, is higher up. Yeah. Uh I mean, you know, the sharks could just flood the pool or whatever to get to the higher levels. Yeah. I mean they're they're taking out cameras. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. Why like, not at that yeah. point? Fuck it. But like, there's so many ways you could have just fixed these simple things and made this an eh movie. Yeah. Instead of a yeah. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Every now and then, I I see people talking about online how they like dig this movie and they've enjoyed it. I think stuff, people like, like it ironically. I really do. I wonder. think they must. Cause how how could you like it? It's not funny. The effects no. aren't really cool. Characters are terrible. Yeah. It fucking sucks. It's it just fucking bad. sucks. I really don't like it. What's your rating? Scale of 10. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what. About the only things that I can really give it credit for. Uh-huh. Um, again, some of the orchestral soundtrack cues are okay. I can't remember any of them right now, but I remember yeah. watching and thinking, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, and the robotic shark stuff. Looked good. It does look good. Mm-hmm. It really does. And I think there's also a few spots in the movie with real sharks that they filmed. Like yeah, they did do some world. real shark filming to, you know, add to the yeah. reality. Because I remember seeing some of these shots and being like, wow, that I, looks too good to be in that this That looks movie. like a shark. Yeah, so it's probably a shark. <laughs> Instead of, wow, that looks like bendy rubber. Ugh, so bad. Yeah, so the practical shark effects, pretty effective. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's like, man, if somebody told me that, like, you'll never get to watch this movie again, mm-hmm. all copies are being destroyed right now, and you'll never be able to watch it, eh. uh, I wouldn't be sad at all. <laughs> That's I think, fine. I think at two. Two's a good one. I think two is where it's at. Uh-huh. It's not even, like, self-aware and silly enough to be, like, yeah. a fun, laughable, like, oh, my God, this is so bad Yeah, that it's fun watch. Because uh-huh. even, like... You know, going back to like the Wraith, like the Wraith is such a fucking unbelievably stupid, terrible movie, but I love it because it is so far deep. I mean, it is fucking, you know, three knuckles deep uh-huh. in being fucking awful. It is. <laughs> and I love it for that. This movie is like one knuckle on the little finger deep yeah. of just like, maybe I'll May- try maybe, maybe this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? And I don't respect that. No. It's not good. No. What about you? All right. So the original idea yeah. for this movie came to Duncan Kennedy, a an Australian screenwriter, okay. when he had a dream. Crikey. Crikey, he said, in his dream, 
where he was being chased by a shark down a long hallway. Okay. That's the only thing, really, from his script that survived. <laughs> his original script included um, much more military espionage. It was more of a high-tech action movie. Like Jurassic Park 3 was supposed to be. Yeah. They had grenade launchers. Okay. There were going to be fucking soldiers fighting uh, smart sharks. Man, that movie, I'd watch that I'm movie. I'm kind of on board for that. I'd watch that movie, and I would give it a higher rating than this for sure. Yeah. I don't know that it would be a good movie. No. But it sounds not. fun. But it would be fun. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing about this movie. It's it's neither good nor fun. No, it's not. Um, so if we had seen that movie, boy, I would, I would be having a real hard time giving this a real bad score. But what we get is some eh performances of poor written, poorly written characters, poorly thought out story, uh, just unbelievable in a real bad way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you're right, man. Two's not bad. Yeah. I'm saying two. I think this is a solid two. I think this is like among the deuce. lowest rated movies that we've done. Mm-hmm. It's probably, I mean, Jeepers Creepers got a collective score yeah, of zero. Cause, yeah, because fuck that guy. Because it's made by a pedophile. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that a movie that was made by a pedophile got zero and this got four cumulatively. <laughs> yeah. That it's says a lot about how bad it is. <laughs> it's not good. That's not good. <laughs> it's real bad. And um, I. Jeez, I cannot understand how Rennie Harlan kept getting work after this. No. I know that it has to do with money. He, he made movies that made money. Yeah. That's fine. But, like, somebody at some point could have just been like, let's not have him direct. Let's just be, have him be a producer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like he's, just, got, he's got money. Yeah. in charge of something. Yeah. Throw, throw his name on the movie. People will be like, I liked... Die Hard 2 or whatever. Uh, let's go see Rennie Harlan's new film. It's kind of like when they started being like, you know what? Bob Dylan sounds like shit. Maybe he should just write songs for other people. Yes. Because <laughs> like Guns N' Roses is doing Knocking on Heaven's Door. Uh-huh. That's fine. Jimi Hendrix doing Wind Cries. Or, sorry. Uh, uh, All, All on the, the Watchtower. Watch yeah. That's, That's acceptable. Great. Uh-huh. Don't let Bob on the mic, though. Because he sounds like shit. <laughs> He sounds like the ugliest Muppet. Fuck you. <laughs> Bob Dylan, the ugliest the Muppet. The ugliest Muppet. Oh, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, this is a bullshit movie. Get out of here with your deep blue sea nonsense. What are we doing next week, Ben? I'm so excited about next week. We're getting into our June month mm-hmm. of Camp Slashers. Mm-hmm. Perfect month to be doing a Camp Slasher month. Yeah. And I think that we're going to be kicking this motherfucker off by talking about the Burning. The Burning. 1980... 81? 81. I believe. It the, is the... Uh, the year of my brother. The year of your brother. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was 1981, Um, and it it's the third camp slasher movie I could identify. The first two were Friday the 13th movies. Right. And this one, um, actually, the, the script existed before Friday the 13th yeah. was even filmed. So, um, one thing we will be talking about next week, of course, is that... This movie was uh, the story and uh, creation credit goes to Harvey Weinstein. Oh, no. Yeah, this, is a, really... this is a Weinstein brother movie. Oh, and when man. I watched it recently, 
I could see some real Harvey Weinstein. Oh no, <laughs> bomber man! But it's a real good movie. He it's it's awesome, man. Just because he has his hands in it doesn't make it. Uh, it, it, it just because somebody you know is a terrible individual yeah. and they had their hands on something doesn't uh, eliminate how good this is. He didn't molest a child, so yeah. it doesn't get an automatic zero from me. Yeah, it's not. But a he is a goddamn rapist. So luckily, he didn't write it or direct it. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to covering it. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite horror flicks. Mm. I fucking love it, man. And it's one of those that, like, I feel like so few people know about. Yeah, it really falls uh, yeah. through the cracks when. Yeah, totally. At the time, it did well. Mm-hmm. It, but people watch it. It's just like um, uh, uh, Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway right. Camp made a lot of mo- money yeah. at the box office, but then people just kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. This movie got forgotten, which is a shame. Because yeah. Tom Savini did the makeup, and it's fucking amazing. It's great. Every and time you got George Costanza. Oh, yeah. Young Costanza. <laughs> Every time I meet somebody who's a horror fan, and I bring up this movie, and they're like, oh, dude, I love it. I instantly get super stoked, because it's one of those, like, yeah. oh, my God, you're in the club. Yeah. The knowing, burning club. Yeah. Knowing how fucking awesome this yeah. movie is. So. I'm definitely stoked to talk about it. So be sure to tune in next week to review The Burning and chat about all kinds of other fun bullshit. In the meantime, (laughs) you guys be sure to go on iTunes, rate, and review our podcast. It just takes a second, and it means so fucking much to us. It do. Oh, it means so much to us. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars. You can find me at Steven Sprathling on Twitter and Instagram. Ooh, are you a robot now? I am a robot now. <laughs> Where can they find this podcast? You can find Shit. the podcast at Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh-huh. Or we have the Dead and Lovely uh, Pod Facebook group. Uh-huh. Come check us out. Uh, or you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Definitely drop us some suggestions of mm-hmm. movies you'd like to hear covered or maybe some yeah. fun intro segments and stuff like that. And let me go ahead and put another thing out here, too. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we, we usually like to do a themed intro segment yeah. to our shows and That's stuff true. right here. But, of course, you know, a lot of horror movies feature similar themes so yeah so we start to run out of them yeah sometimes we kind of wrestle with some segments as far as uh-huh. like well this movie is also about sharks uh we, <laughs> damn we already took a shark quiz yeah so one thing we'd like to start doing with you guys and you guys can post these either on our our uh, our facebook fan page or just email them to us yeah, or whatever we want to start doing some faqs for you guys yeah where we will just answer whatever questions you guys have uh, about Obviously, anything as we kind of talk about anything on this show, mm-hmm. whether it's stuff about horror movies or whether it's about um, weird, funny personal stories sure. or music or food or video games or whatever. We'd like to do an FAQ segment every now and then where you guys ask Uncle Ben and Dollywood Steve questions and we just give you guys the straight dope. It doesn't matter what you want to ask, just go for it. Yeah. I mean, honestly. We love I, to discuss things. Yeah, I, I am not the type of person who shies away from questions. So yeah. if you want to know uh, what my butthole looks like, yeah. let me know, man. Could be. I don't know what it looks like, though. I've never yeah. seen it. Ooh. Ooh. Like the eye of Sauron. <laughs> what? That Fiery. would be amazing. Yeah. If you... If, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Your doctor goes to check yeah. for uh, oh. prostate cancer, and he's like, oh! <laughs> well thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode you guys have just been so fucking goddamn wonderful and we have been dead 
and lovely. And also, our hats are pretty similar to shark's fins. Deep in the blue, my hat's like a shark's fin. Uh, uh. My hat's like a shark's fin. <laughs> 